Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. <laughs> Once again, joined by Deceive Dave. We are your hosts of War CD's Uncensored Mind. Dave, are you back? You here? I'm here. here. I'm yes, here. He's alive. here. He's like, well, we're, we're, we're semi live, baby. No, I'm alive. Oh, you are alive, breathing air still. Right, right, right. Good right, right. for you. Sure. Positive yeah, yeah, yeah. spin on life. I'm doing, a, I'm doing a good job at that. You're, doing, you're nailing it. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely crushing it in the oxygen department. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I haven't seen you since two hundred, brother. Two hundred. Well, yes. that's not true. I haven't yes. heard you. You kicked since me you... off. You kicked me off last week. You said "fuck out of here." <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Trash. You know, minds yeah. are better. I had the super. I had the supreme weekend of pro wrestling action, and then, ironically enough, uh, ended up spending Saturday with you. Mm-hmm. And the fam, uh, mm-hmm. in person, right. and I, I. So the scheduling was all over the place, but we managed to figure it out. I dragged my unsuspecting wife back into this shit, and, Poor uh, thing. and I really do mean unsuspecting. She had no clue. I was like, "Yeah, hey, hey, sit down. You want some coffee? It's a trick. It's all. It's all a ruse. Put this microphone right in your face. Don't you still ignore it. Talk We're regularly talk. into this mic." Talk. By the way, what are your thoughts on the upcoming SummerSlam pay-per-view? Please speak slowly (laughs) and for the rest of the hour. Um, Yeah, we we made that bitch work. We did that shit madly that night. So if the voices were low, we apologize. But we knew that uh, it was going to be really, really difficult. And and that scheduling issue really fell on me because I just had so much, literally all culminating that weekend. So uh, almost almost didn't make most of it. Hurricane-like conditions this past weekend. We, uh, our area, uh, was perfectly fine. Yeah, our area, New York City, which I was not at pretty much all weekend, and the upper bowl, I would say, of New Jersey, just barely narrowly escaped this angry Henrique situation. But we got the job done. The matches Mm -hmm. took place. The shows took place. I got a chance to work with one of the greatest professional wrestlers to ever live. And then I went back to a hotel room to be a regular dude again. That's the that's the thing about this job. Like for a split second, you feel really important. 
Right. And you feel really good about yourself. You're like, oh, look at this. Mm -hmm. I'm working with the best of the best of the best here. And then you got to go home afterwards and just be this regular-ass dude. Like, I just feel like telling my wife, you know, I'm a goddamn celebrity, bitch. Hey, man, it's like you're like the Hannah Montana of wrestling. No, there you go. There's a comparison. (laughs) There's... There's a goddamn comparison. You got what? the best of both worlds. I, I hate that it fits. That's the part that really hurts the most. <laughs> well, I, I don't know why. As you were describing that, I just had the theme song in my head. I had to get it out, or I'm stuck there, with that bitch for the rest there of the day. There you go. Lord knows we don't want that. Um, it's so funny because you and I were physically together for, for most of Saturday, and Saturday is when SummerSlam took place. And then I came back to New York Sunday, but I came back a little late in the game. So that's when NXT took place. So both of us had to kind of take a few days to kind of catch up on what the fuck was happening. But the one bit of news that could not wait, the one bit of news that got a pop, I I made the joke, I said I think the biggest pop of our show uh, was not our show. I think the biggest pop was as we were heading into intermission, how nice of a timing was that, where someone debuted at AEW. Mm-hmm. It was all over the cell phones, all over the laptops. It was We had to make an announcement of it because we had to acknowledge it. You got to, if you see the audience popping for something that big and it ain't us, you got to kind of, you got to put your stamp on that. He's like, well, we're going to give you a reason to pop. Right. So uh, our boy is back. No longer do we have to wait. No, the seven-year run is done. Yes, the seven-year run is done, and I've been waiting a while to say this sentence out loud, but here it is, folks. CM Punk back in the world of professional wrestling, not in the capacity in which we saw the last time we saw him, where he was, quote-unquote, show host. Nope, Mm -hmm. he's getting in the ring. He's back, according to him. He's, I'm back, I'm back. Well, let's talk about that because I think inadvertently, I I, I still say it's premeditated, but he kind of laid out what that contract looks like. And it sounds a little bit like the Lesnar deal Mm -hmm. because he had made mention. He goes, you know, I'm not, there's so much to cover and I don't have, you know, I can't do it all today. But and then he made the line where he goes, well, I got Friday nights, I got Wednesday nights, I got about four or five Sundays, perhaps even Saturdays a year. That sounds like about four or five pay per views a year. And uh, he goes, well, I've got time. I says, well, well, there it is. That's kind of what we thought. I think we spoke about it here on the show that if he's gonna come back, he's not gonna oversaturate himself. He's gonna be around for the times that he's needed. And then that's pretty much going to be fucking it. He's he's going to control his own narrative here uh, with AEW. But he is back. Uh, g- give me, I mean, your reaction to it. Because I, when I saw the actual return, I sent it to you. But apparently you were already watching it. What was your, what did you get from that return? Yeah, when you sent it to me, <clears throat> I had literally just finished watching it. Okay, and um, yeah, we got to talk about this, man, because I'm, I'm, I'm recalling what I was saying before. I don't know, man, the impact. I Listen, I said it. I said it before that I didn't really watch his run. I know he's beloved. I really don't. I, I have not watched his run at all. So I didn't know how big this fucking guy was yeah. to the people, man. Are you getting a oh, taste of it now? <laughs> when Jesus. this guy walked up. 
listen, just a uh, dude, I've watched every AEW since that day just to kind of keep up. And uh, I don't know, man, I feel like the energy has changed, the mood has changed, the crowd has just been like super into it, uh, especially with like the Kenny Omega stuff getting pulled out of him. I don't know, the show just seems really good. He came out, you see his face, and Instantly, the first thing I noticed was he had a look on his face that was like, holy fuck. Like, he, like he didn't even realize what he was missing. That's yeah. the look that I saw on his face that he was kind of blown away by it. So, I, I, I know also, the energy was insane in there. Yeah, I also think it's kind of twofold because when we go through this show all, all the time. But when you sometimes the people who hate the most are the most vocal. So if, if you don't really pay too much, like for, in his case, if you're not really paying attention too much to what wrestling's doing and you only really base it on what you're reading or what you're seeing on the internet, and it comes across as really, really, really negative all the time. Oh, he's a quitter. Oh, he, he left. He couldn't make it there. He wasn't as over as he thought he was. He wasn't that big of a deal. What an arrogant cunt. So then when you... You, you, when you're gone for that long, you just think to yourself, well, I'm making the right call. Who wants that shit in their life, right? And then he walks through the curtain, and granted it was Chicago, but I have a feeling, to be honest with you, if he, he, would, he would not have gotten as loud a reception anywhere as he would in his hometown, but if he would have walked through that curtain, I swear to God, anywhere, that pop would have been retarded because there were obviously more people that liked him and respected him than those that didn't. But it's always the other ones that are the loudest. So it's hard to conceive that it's going to be that overwhelming. And I think you're right. I think he was completely overwhelmed by not just how loud it was, but how it stayed that loud for as long as humanly possible. Not just the Rampage debut, but Dynamite just past Wednesday. Well, that was, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, you're right. He probably wouldn't have gotten as much electricity in the building however the impact around the world i think would have been exactly the same and he kind of proved it like you said on dynamite when he came out and he was still like whole you could feel the difference yeah but on that episode like they're still loud he and he was saying like you know i i i cannot hear yeah i can't hear your question fucking loud he's standing next to shivani and he can't fucking hear him yeah, and like it's legit. crazy because you can even see it in Shivani's face like, whoa, this, this energy guy's... is insane. Like, yeah. I'm going to pass out. This shit is too much. But even then, like you said, it wasn't as hard as the when he came out the first time. Yeah. But obviously, his home, it's his home air. But the impact would have been. So I'm revisiting what I said last time, how I was like, I don't know, man. But like, what is he going to do? What's the point? Like, I, I don't Dude, I was wrong. I was so wrong, dude. The energy he brings is so much different. I said my biggest thing was, who the fuck is he gonna wrestle? He answered that on day one. Day one. He instantly he 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 called his shot instantly. And dude, when they panned over, when they panned over to him, he broke character like three times. That energy was too much. It was too. He couldn't. He kept smiling. He was so happy that he was being called out by it. He was probably like fanning out a little bit, a little bit, marking out. He was marking out a little bit when he, he was talking to him. You can see it in his face. I, you know, it's so, funny. I said it on this show when you were talking. I think you were the one that brought it up. You said, well, who the hell is he going to work with? And I gave it to you. I was like, you know what? To be honest, there's not that many guys on that list. But the one that I did give 
was Darby Allen. I was like, Darby I think Allen. that's the one fucking guy I can see because the way that Darby does his shit reminded me of Punk. And the fact that Punk admitted that on, on the promo, he's like, you remind me a lot of me. And right. you would have been my favorite wrestler when I was 15 just because of the way you do your shit. He's right. not out of here flipping around like a fucking idiot. He's not out. Of, he, he listens to the veterans. He does all the things that he can to try to get over. Of all the people at AEW that have debuted, not from the WWE. I mean, just guys that they signed who were literal no names that they tried to build into stars themselves. They have failed dramatically on a high level to build any original stars. The only one I can honestly give them is maybe Darby. And to have Darby be the one for them to be like, all right, you got Punk first. I think that's a that's a feather in his cap right there. That's because you know Steph was mentioning that he was like, I mean, is he really going to get him any more over than Sting got him? Yes, because oh because Sting Sting did a hell of a job. Sting gave him a rub like nobody's business. Sting's commitment to Darby kind of cemented him as a player, but to right. but to get him on that next level, Sting can't do that because Sting can't get in the ring for a long period of time and do that with Darby. Punk can. Punk right. has the ability to get into the ring and make him main event status right here, right now. Sam Punk saying Darby Allen's name in his return promo was enough to get him over as a main event talent. They just can't. Right. They don't even need to have a great match because Punk's been gone for seven years. They might. They, they might. But what I'm, my point is, is I don't think that they ha- I don't think they need it. They just can't stink it up and it'll work. And he started right. naming names and doing this and doing that. And I'm like, you know what? The more he talks and the more that I see how these fans are reacting to him, you know what? Fuck it. I'll watch a CM Punk versus Jungle Boy. I'll watch a CM Punk versus a Scorpio Sky or a fucking Kazarian. Yeah, he shit. called out my boy Jungle Boy, too. Yeah, he's, he's naming names out here. He's like, I want to fight all these motherfuckers. And and you could just see in his face, he's this is this is the challenge that he wanted in the WWE. Where he would say, I have, I need you to make me a star so that once you make me a star, I can then go out and make other people stars. Right. That was why when he had that last run with WWE, because you said you didn't really catch a lot of that late run there from CM Punk, when he was the WWE champion for 400 and da 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 days. That year, what was that? Two th- I want to say 2013. So that 2013, as as hyped as people make CM Punk about his 2011, I still say his 2013 was his best year. In spite right. of the fact that he lost every single one of those matches. He wrestled The Rock at the Royal Rumble. That's when he lost the title, the 434-day run. He goes to WrestleMania and faces The Undertaker, but he loses. Comes back from... Uh, a, a sabbatical to wrestle Lesnar at SummerSlam in a high-profile match, but he loses. Right. Goes on to Summer the Survivor Series to face off against a white hot Wyatt family. Like he, he was doing a lot of different things, but he's <clears throat> losing. And just like he said on the podcast with with uh, Cole Cabana, he said my stock as a main eventer is plummeting because every time you put me in a main event spot, I lose. And right. if I'm gonna, if I'm the closest that you're gonna get to building a new star, why the fuck am not, not not even just losing? I don't mind losing these matches, but no return. Every time he lost to one of those stars, they would disappear, and Punk would still be here. 
He goes, once they lose, right, and that's the and that's the hard thing about being in that position, right? You're on top for so long, you hit this law streak, you're trying to explain why it doesn't make sense from a business standpoint. And now people, the casuals, will just be like, yo, you're just being a baby. And that's I think where a lot of that hate might come from. They just don't understand. Punk was always Punk's downfall was that he was so aggressive about the way that he was being handled. Everyone always just saw it as him being a mark for himself. Right. Oh, he just wants to get himself over. Right. I do for a fucking purpose. Because right. when you guys get yourselves over, you don't help anybody. I want to help people, but I can't help them not over. I have right, to get exactly. over so that I can help these people. Judging by the reaction of the audience here at AEW, that's not necessarily a plan. It's 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 already he's already over. You can tell it. You can sense it. He's monstrously well, over. So it's just one of those things. It's just one of those things that I just like, you can't account for, and you can feel it right now watching the show. You can feel the energy in that company right now is just a lot different from that day, from that day. Because I've watched a few episodes before he came back, man. I don't know. He it, it just I could have never accounted for that uh, that change, and then. Christian Cage coming in here and fucking it up like he's doing too. He's doing amazing. He's putting a spotlight on people. He's yeah. turning people who are supposed to be champions and main inventors looking even better. Yep. The show just feels a lot better ever since. So now, now let's revisit the other one, the third one that we were talking about that could show up. I might change my opinion on all that now. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit, if Daniel yeah. Bryan shows up. Well, oh did my you God. see the clue that Punk threw at everybody on Wednesday? When he was talking about something and the chant and the friends started going, yes, yes, yes. And he, and he says on the microphone, hey, that's some other guy's shtick. You might have to be a little bit more patient for that one. So just hang on. And the Okay. Whole, See, and I the didn't, whole, I heard, I remembered that. I didn't yeah. catch that. He had that face, like that wide-eyed face, and everyone just started screaming. They're like, are you fucking kidding me? Him too? Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? Dude. Uh, listen, there's two, there's two. Two major points I have to bring up, and then we can move on to the next thing unless you have something else that you want to add. But I have two major points that I have to bring up. The first one's really, really quickly. Can we can, can we get some sensibility in our argumentation here? I know those were some big words just now, but follow along with me here. He had made a comment in that debut promo, which was an awesome promo, but he, he, he came out and he said that he, he told the story about Ring of Honor and leaving Ring of Honor, and he had tears in his eyes when he left Ring of Honor because mm-hmm. he knew that he had made Ring of Honor a home for himself, but he was leaving to the WWE to further challenge himself. And blah, 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 blah. Right, right, then right, he right. did the whole deal where he goes, as far as I'm concerned, and he said, August 14th, 2005, I left pro wrestling, and then he got up, and it was like, 2000, you know, August 20th, 2021, I'm back, basically to indicate that he didn't really feel that WWE was pro wrestling. That Ring of Honor was his last experience with actual pro wrestling, and he's giving AEW the tip of the cap saying that it feels like pro wrestling again. That AEW feels like pro wrestling. For some special education reason, Mm -hmm. there were a bunch of people online, oh, how ungrateful and disrespectful can he be? Oh, so he's just going to disregard the fact that he was WWE champion for 434 days, and he wrestled the Undertaker, and he wrestled these people. Wow, how ungrateful can he be? You dumb pricks. You absolutely stupid fools. He didn't say anything bad about the WWE. As a matter of fact, he gave them a compliment. 
Because the WWE every single week beats you fucks over the head with the idea they're not pro wrestling. They're sports entertainment. Mm. He's following, if anything, he's he's not with them anymore, and he's still following the company line because they're, right. they're not pro wrestling. Well, he's not going to put his new company in danger for any reason. Yeah. That's, a, that's, smart, that's a smart way to talk shit yeah. and not talk shit. That was a smart way of not did. talking shit and still getting your current employer over. I, I, because yeah. not only are you not shitting on the WWE, you're literally going with what they call themselves. You're getting a cheap pop from the audience by letting them know that you feel that AEW is pro wrestling <clears> now. That yeah. should have been the ultimate compliment. But we have these nitwits. With the, oh, he's just going to completely slap in the No, he didn't slap anybody in the face, you pricks. He's simply telling you he left in 2005 to go do sports entertaining. He did it well, by the way. He, and he's coming back a, a conquering hero to the world of pro wrestling. That's what that point was. If you missed it, I'm sorry. But that's what that argument was. The right. second thing, and this is the most important... I am finally on board with AEW. Now, hear me out, because you and I have had this conversation many days. We've laughed. Oh, what joy we've had discussing some of these <laughs> AEW situations. <clears throat> if I if I if I never hear the word eliminator tournament ever again, that would be great, right? But there we have had this conversation a thousand times. And I feel like I've been pretty consistent in saying it's never been about the players to me. They've had talent. It's always been about the coaching. It's always the people who are putting these matches together, who are putting these shows together, who always, these were the ones that always worried me. Because they hired a lot of great talent. They just don't know what to do with literally any of them. Right. And they can't get any new talent over. They can't. The best AEW move they have ever made is at the very least keeping the guys who came in hot, hot, like a Jericho or a Moxley or an Elite, right? These are the guys who were already over. They and I wouldn't even I, and I wouldn't even say that, dude. I wouldn't say keeping them hot. They kept themselves hot. They, they kept because they're that talented. Right, just but yeah, let's not talented. give that. No, no, no. I'm all, and I'm, I'm going to agree with you just really quick. I don't mean to stop you, but yeah, really quick to your point. I'm going to agree with you. I'm on board. Will I? What I will not do is let the hype blind me from their past. They did not do shit. No, <laughs> the but people, the people who stood on their own, stood on their own, and now they're becoming a contender. That's but how that's, I feel about. But that's what's helping my feeling of getting on board because right. the people who were, quote unquote, doing it for themselves, like the names I just dropped. Right, mm -hmm. Jericho will try to convince you, and I'm sure he does it backstage. That everything he's doing is for the talent. Well, I'm gonna, I believe I'm, that. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's it. I truly believe that is his full intention. I'm doing all this goofy shit to get these guys over. One thousand percent. Yeah. Is it working? Uh, There's only so much you can yeah. do. At There's his, only so much one level. person can do. Right. Moxley, and to be fair, I would say yes because the person he has been working with, or the person that he has showed thinks has potential and he's been running with for a very long time. I, they just finished up like that match that they had. I forget his name. I can see his MJF. face, but I keep I'm forgiving his name. Yes. But I mean, I think he's doing a pretty good job with him. 
He's pretty see, well the over. They're having a great feud, and they've been having a long one. See, I can't give him MJF. MJF was over before Jericho got a hold of him. What I see Jericho fight guys like Scorpio Sky or fight mm-hmm. guys like Orange Cassidy, right? right, when they were trying to get that gimmick over and blah, blah, blah. Those are the failures that I'm talking about. Okay, you couldn't okay. miss with MJF. That was before me, though. If anything, so MJF right. has been brought lower facing Jericho than the other way around. Oh, okay. In my opinion, based on okay. what I've seen of MJF's work before he got to AEW, I really truly believe that all the stuff that we that they did was more to help Jericho than anything else. Because like we said earlier, how can you help me if you're not over? This was an attempt to get him back over again. That's the way that yeah. I viewed it. But my overall point here is that Jericho Jericho will spin a spin a tail for you. Moxie right. will spin a tail for you. These are the people that Tony listens to, and he listens to the elite. The elite are the EVPs. Now, according to Tony Khan, he makes all final decisions, elite or no elite. There's been some confrontation in the past, rumors have it, that Khan and the EVPs from time to time do tend to disagree. But at the end of the day, they always try to make it work, and thus this is the AEW we've been getting. The reason why I'm signing on board now is the people that they are hiring, and I know people are going to sit here and say, well, they're all WWE guys. Well, yes and no. Because a lot of these, yes, they were, a lot of these guys were WWE guys. Malachi Black, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, I get, I, Andrade, I feel it. I understand what you're talking about. But they went to the WWE for a fucking reason. These guys know right. what they're doing. And then you take them to a company like WWE, and some of them have been there for fucking years. Now you've got guys with clout who right. are talking to Tony Khan who are going to sit there and tell Tony, yeah, I know you're friends with the Bucks. That's great. But the Bucks ain't done the shit that I've done. And I'm telling you, this is going to work. Right. And this is why I'm getting on board with AEW, because as many veterans, because people were criticizing, well, you, there are people in the back who know what they're doing. Arn Anderson is there. Jerry Lynn is there. It's like These people did not fucking grow up watching fucking Arn Anderson and Jerry Lynn. These are their grandpas, bro. Like I told you before on this show, they the old guys will talk and they'll go, yeah, sure. And then they'll walk back to the locker room and go, yeah, crazy old Anderson. There he goes again. None of these motherfuckers know shit about Dean Malenko. They didn't, they didn't see the man of a thousand holds crushing it on TNT. Right. They don't know shit about that. That's us. That's our generation. That's not them. But you know who they did watch? They watched Punk. Mm-hmm. They watched Dan- Brian Danielson. They watched Samoa Joe. They watched Austin Aries. That's the era they grew up in. Right. So now these guys are walking in the door. Former WWE champion for 434 fucking days. And he's going to look at these motherfuckers and they're going to say, that's stupid. Don't fucking do that. (laughs) And I bet you dollars to donuts, these motherfuckers will not do it. Because they don't want to look stupid in fucking uh, front of fucking Punk or in fucking fucking Daniel. Or in front of fucking Malachi Black. Or in fucking in front of Andrade. Because Penta El Cero and Ray Phoenix do goofy shit. Folks, I'm sorry. It's the truth. They do goofy shit. And every time they do goofy shit, I'm sure someone in the back goes, well, maybe you shouldn't do that. I gringo, gringos. They don't understand lucha. They're white. They don't get it. We're doing what we do. This is ha da 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 So when Andrade... 
or Chavo Guerrero walks in the room and goes, yeah, you shouldn't do that. Guess what happens? They're not going to fucking do it. What are they going to do? They're going to walk up to Chavo Guerrero? They're going to walk up to El Sombre and tell them they don't know Lucha? No, motherfucker. Not only are they going to tell you not to do it, they're going to tell you in your native tongue not to fucking do it. (laughs) It's a different world now. The climate is changing. They still have young talent, and hopefully AEW still becomes a platform for indie workers now that NXT will no longer be hiring independent workers. So maybe AEW can now be a true lifeline for that. And they can put them on dark, and they can put them on the YouTube series, and they can try these talents out and see what's up. And they could still be a funnel for young up-and-coming talent and still be a comfortable place for people to work. But it's nice to know they've got some real players now on their fucking squad. Mm -hmm. And it's up for everybody else to understand where they're coming from and listen and follow, and then they'll get over. Because these motherfuckers do not get over on their own. There's a lot of factions. There's a lot of people doing goofy shit. Now yeah. we've got the real money ball players coming in here and they're gonna and they have no problem sitting your goofy ass down and telling you you're gonna fucking kill yourself. Stop. Right. So slow we'll, it up. Yeah, slow it the fuck down. You saw it and, and I've been saying this for weeks and people people keep laughing like it's funny. It's not funny. Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega for the Impact World Wrestling. Listen to me. For the Impact World Heavyweight Championship is the best Kenny Omega match I've ever seen in my fucking life. Yes, I know he's the same Omega that fought uh, 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 Okada and Tanahashi and all these dudes. I don't give a fuck. That was the best Kenny match I've ever seen. And everyone goes, well, you know, thank you to Christian Cage. Yeah, that's my point. Christian went in there with the world fucking champ and made his ass look like a green bean. Christian right. hasn't has been retired for seven years, and you could clearly see Christian was calling that match. What the fuck? Christian is calling the match against the champ. Champ's got to follow the veteran here. That's listen, listen. I'm on board. When you get Kenny on there like that, fuck it. All I need now is a tag team to come in and shape the fucking bucks up, and we're talking All business. All we need. Oh well, yeah. We just need to get the bucks out of here, man. <laughs> No, it's not Wait, even shake them up, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm don't listen. If there's one thing I'm staying true to is I'm just over that group. I can't. They, they, they look out of touch. They, they just their gimmick is out of touch. Everything is just I don't know. It's just nasty to watch. It's, it's not good TV. But when you call, <clears throat> when you, when you talk about um, tag team, man, that Jurassic Express has to be one of my favorite right now. They're so good, dude. They're so good. That finish they did right after CM, that match they had right after CM Punk had came out and left yeah. was just so fucking good, man. Jungle Boy. Oh, dude. That, Are you feeling the theme? Contender. What? Are you feeling the theme? Oh, Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's definitely very, like... <laughs> The more I feel like the more they go over, the more that song will be really good. I don't yeah. think that song's a problem. It fits okay. the gimmick. Everything is is good. I don't have a problem with it. I just that group is just too good, man. People, I like them a lot. People are anticipating that Daniel Bryan will be returning to his Ring of Honor theme, the final countdown. Oh mm. yeah, that shit would be hot. Oh my god, <laughs> I would sh- I would bark out. I would shit a chicken if he comes out to that song. But it's possible this dude keeps licensing music like it ain't no thing to him. 
Well, this we'll see, this man. dude just spends money, bro. Listen, he's building. He, listen, he's he's investing. We've always said, hundred <laughs> percent, from day one, that this company has a lot of potential. I don't think that's lost on anybody. Right now, they went through a lot of growing pains, and there's they have a lot more growing pains to go through. Please yeah. don't believe that they're there yet. Yeah. They're not there. However, they're getting there fast. <laughs> the energy in the building. Yeah. The players that are start starting to deem this company as a worthy place, it's coming together and it's coming together pretty fast. The only way you could fuck up is starting to make these dumb decisions that um uh, that like TNA and the other other companies have made, in my opinion, and that's starting to invest in people that shouldn't really be around. I love how Sting is still there. But he's not like a focal point. He's not like the main event just because of his name. He's not. He's there. He's doing things. He's a presence. He's bringing eyeballs to the screen for people who love him. He's serving a purpose to a specific type of wrestling fan, which is perfectly fine. But he's in the back. He's not overshadowing Darby Allen. He's, He's doing really good. Like everything so far right now in this moment of time is coming together so as long as they don't get greedy and start and i start seeing like fucking kevin ash walking down the goddamn aisle oh I think god will be perfectly do you say that but i've seen it happen so many fucking times against punk just, too no dude i just don't want to see it the, the way it is right now we're moving we're grooving let's <laughs> people are starting to to, to, to look a bit better, the energy and the build. That's my number one thing, dude. When you watch it and, and and they just let the crowd sound come through the camera, oh, it it makes me want to watch it of how excited people are to be there right now. So I'm looking I'm looking at I'm watching Rampage has been really good. Yeah, everyone loves it. It's well, been dude, Rampage just looks can I just say like aesthetically, it looks so professional. <laughs> the electricity, the lighting, the 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 promos. I'm loving the promos. One thing that stood out to me about the promos is that they it's it's very okay. I'm gonna just describe it the way it pops into my head. It's very intimate, and what I mean by that, it's usually a um, majority of the screen is filled by whoever's talking. So it's not like zoomed out with two people, someone interviewing them, and then they just shoot their shit. It's almost like they're they're zoomed in. It's almost like a theme to it. They talk to get their shit off, and as soon as the last word is done, it cuts. There's no lingering. There's no staring. There's no <sighs> none of that bullshit. You come in, you say your shit, you get your point across, and then you, you cut it. We jump to the next scene. We got the electricity. We got the energy. We got the people screaming. Dude, the way they're delivering Rampage right now is fucking great. Those are the little things that I've noticed from watching it. I also think it helps that the whole, the show is only a fucking hour. Dude. So they got to those quick cuts you're talking about. That's a necessity because they're on the clock. But it's good. Yeah, I know. I know. It's so good. <laughs> I know. You know how know. awkward a lot of the WWE uh, fucking promos are? And and it wouldn't be that bad if they, did just, they didn't have so much space. In between, like sometimes, like if you give someone too much space to overthink, you'll see it in the talking. I think because this is so rapid fire, and don't get me wrong, everyone's not cutting the the craziest promos, but you get you obviously you get your Moxley on there who just makes you want to fucking fight somebody because he's just so good. 
Like, I want to go out there and just hit somebody with a bat. He just gets me so Oh, my God. Crazy. His his promo <laughs> on Daniel Garcia the other day had Dude. me fucking crying. Dude, what, um, did he say someone had a better chance of impregnating him? He's talking him about Daniel Garcia because he, <laughs> he cut the promo like a quick one, right? Quick. And then they gave it to the other team to respond. And they were talking about his technical expertise and this, 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 and his. And they were talking about we're not just gonna beat John Moxley, we're gonna submit them, and because that's what Daniel Garcia is, he's like a submission that's specialist. What he was. Yeah, and he goes, yeah, yeah. Daniel Garcia has a better chance of getting me pregnant than tapping me out in the middle of that ring. And I was like, what the fuck is he on Dude, about? His fucking promos are dumb, man. I'm starting to see why people love him so much. That dude is just insane. But that's what I mean. Like they're in, they're cutting it, they're out. And then they're switching the scene. So, uh, dude, it's oh, I, I know. I just I anticipating the fuck up, man. But for right now, I'm I'm locked in. I'm watching every week, dude. I got them all getting recorded. And I watch them as soon as I come home. Hmm. So that's the return of CM Punk. That's our current situation, our current status, I guess, with AEW because we've we've taken the full moon swing here. We were we were falling off the ship for a second, but we're holding on. Waiting to see what happens next with all elite wrestling. I was actually contemplating. Somebody had messaged me a while back, and they were like, "Hey, it's been around, been a minute since you've done a roundtable, and we didn't get a chance to do a, a SummerSlam one. We did. We, I mean, kind of a roundtable for 200th episode. We had multiple people, but we haven't had a roundtable pay-per-view discussion in a while. Someone pitched the idea of maybe doing it for All Out." Because we had done for an AEW, yeah, we had done an AEW one before, but we only had you know one. what? I wouldn't. I don't think that would be a bad one, considering it's going to be Punk's first match. That'd be pretty. That's pretty what I'm cool. thinking too. But the problem is, is that it's not this Sunday; it's next Sunday. So if we were to do a roundtable, we'd have to do it at least next Saturday. Like the next episode would have right. to be. Yeah. Oh, it's something we can reach out to a few people, see if they're well, interested. Well, first of all, we... it's only really possible if you, if you can do it. I'll find somebody who can do it. Right. Can you do it? Saturday? Saturday, yeah. Yes, I'm off Saturday. I'm good. Off. No, but just because you're off don't mean you ain't got shit to do. You you, you a busy man. That you is got... true, yeah, but... exactly. I can't uh, just assume will... he's off. He could do it. Yeah, because uh, yeah, usually we do those in the afternoon. No, nah, we should... I do those I'll in figure, the evening, I'll... usually. I'll... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I'm actually do... considering doing the afternoon this time around. If, uh, if, if you, you know, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see. We'll talk about time. But as long we'll as you're available... About... Yeah, we'll do it. No problem. Fridays are always the best. Friday what? Friday evenings? Like afternoon, like an afternoon on a Friday would be better, but I know that's tough for a lot of people. Again, we'll talk about it later. I don't yeah, Friday's a little, yeah, because I, <laughs> I don't get out of the, the place till fucking three and it's a whole thing. Right, 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 yeah. right. So anyway, yeah, but so if, so you know what? Yeah, we'll just pencil that in, pencil that in. Uh, for next week, See. I guess we'll go. If anything, we'll fucking out. talk about it ourselves. Yeah, but I, I want to use this StreamYard shit again. That shit was sexy. <laughs> that was pretty. That was pretty good. Oh, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, yeah. So there was, uh, like I said, we 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 um, we did the whole deal with the CM Punk. He had made his return. SummerSlam weekend, right? And first and foremost, SummerSlam this year took place on a fucking Saturday. Hooray for me! I was so upset because my my Friday show, I was live on YouTube. Our Friday show was going up against Impact, where it had a debuting CM Punk. We were fucked. And then my Saturday show on the night two went against SummerSlam. We were fucked. 
we, we got our fair share of viewers, but I'm just saying, you know, God damn it. We, we really could have dominated here. We had a chance to really dominate. But anyway, I digress. SummerSlam weekend took place. There was a dark match, bro, and I didn't mm -hmm. see it. <laughs> I didn't know it did I. I, I did not did see I. it. Uh, Peacock didn't add that to the package because I didn't, like I said, I was with you guys. I didn't see SummerSlam live, so right. I didn't get a chance to see the pre-show stuff. So as soon as I popped in, uh, what, what popped in like a VHS, Jesus Christ. No, as soon as I popped on the fucking show, we went right to RK Bro. I mean, naturally, right? <laughs> Competing for the Raw Tag Team Championship against AJ Styles and almost. Can I just say, before we go into all this, pleasantly surprised. I'm getting on the almost bandwagon right now. Dude, I was saying that. Me and my buddy were watching it together, and I'm like, dude, almost for a, for a big guy? Because, you know... You know how I feel about big guys. Yeah, especially immobile ones. He's still right. I don't. I don't know, man. Is it just the way that he's moving? I don't know who's teaching him how to how to operate around the ring, how to cover ground. Because there's an art in that. There's an art in being that big and being in the right spot, right? Yes, because you're of not that quick, so your positioning is very important. Mm -hmm. I don't know. He just always seems to be in the right place at the right time and. Doing the big hits. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's not perfect. He has moments where you can call out. It's like, all right, a little sloppy here, a little sloppy Yeah, here, he's got to work on his selling a little bit. But He's yeah. got to work on it. But I'm impressed, man. When I was watching, I'm like, damn, dude, I'm kind of almost fan, man. I'm almost an almost <laughs> I, I'm fan. I'm almost an almost <laughs> fan. Uh, that I should. I wish I was that creative. I didn't say that. I was just like, God damn, I'm. I'm starting to get well, on board. That could be the title this. of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> almost. There, there you go. Almost an almost. Almost fan. an almost fan, and, and that's and that's it. It's settled. That's the name that's, of the episode. Oh my god! But this dude. was not no, a horrible seriously match. Seriously though, that was really good. It was a gr it yeah. was a great match. I loved it. Yeah. Personally, I loved it. So. Yeah, you know it's funny because uh, like I said, we hadn't seen it live, and all of the social media stuff was about how bad this pay-per-view was. So I kind of gritted my teeth turning it on. But then, like, this match happened, and I'm like, well, so far, so good. And I was like, all right, this, this was pretty good. The crowd was really into it, and they really wanted RK Bro to win these tag titles. I cannot, did, I cannot understand to this fucking day. I don't Stop get, hating. You're I hating. Don't I get the riddle the thing. Coming from I the don't get Stop. it. Stop I don't hating. get that it. Dude is amazing. And I cannot <laughs> wait for him to hold the title one day, dude. It's coming. So I... buckle up. <laughs> buckle up. Because it's coming. The world loves I... it. They are all up. Riddle might be one of the most over guys on Raw I right now. Fucking called it and I, I can't first believe it. He is. I fucking love that. And before guy. anybody says anything about ring. him as a person, they go, "Oh, because you, you, how you know? You, how could you not like the guy?" I've met the guy. I've worked with the guy. I've had conversations with the guy. I get it. As far as him as a person, because that, that stuff you see on TV, that's not really him, right? I mean, that's it is to a degree. He's kind of an aloof, but he puts it on. You know that California. Beach right, bum vibe. Yeah, he puts that on, right? But but I, him as a person, he's a cool dude. Love it, right? The gimmick. I don't get how the gimmick is over. I don't. Now, even I have hilarious. to admit, the shit he's been doing with Randy, I've actually really kind of enjoyed. But I think that's that because could be Randy. Because of Randy. Randy, an Randy plays across from Riddle very, very well. 
And can I just say for the record, Randy Orton has become a fine wine. <laughs> yeah. If 2021, I am more interested in anything he did, in two, he's doing now, than in 2011, when he was physically in his prime. I mean, he's not like a slouch now, but when he was the bronze apex predator, when he was orange for no reason, and he was just <laughs> over his rover as a fucking heel and as a, all that stuff. I mean, that was good shit. He's doing some of the best shit of his fucking career right now. He managed to get Alexa Bliss. He had me convinced Alexa Bliss was going to the main event of WrestleMania. I was like, God damn. He, if you wanted, if we cannot talk about people who can clearly affect the locker room and the company, like that you could tell no matter whether they're losing, uh, acting, being more focused on acting, like I like I would say he did last year with uh, yeah. Alexa Bliss, uh, a dominant role where he's the leader, a funny role where he's just being you know ha ha and this uh you know porn porn star mustache Orton. Oh uh, yeah, mustache <laughs> Orton is awesome. Like no matter what this fucking man does, it's it it is obvious he is elite in this locker room and he is. With him not being there, you would be able to tell. Like he just, it feels like he just affects the locker room in a way that a lot of people just, you can't teach that, man. He's just so, he's just so good when he's on the screen and entertaining. And now I love that he's giving, uh, helping give my guy the rub, man. Yeah, because we need this guy straight to the top right now. <laughs> Main inventing, I actually crazy. was surprised Thank when you. he agreed to work with him. I was like, really? What are they going to do together? But it's working. It's working so well. When they I won the tag it. titles, that fucking place came unglued i was like holy fuck and they gave a mad celebration time i was like yo why is the camera still on they hit like 17 poses Mm -hmm. they hit up they hit that that little that little tag team pose they had they hit it in the ring then they hit it on the way up the ramp then they hit it at the top of the ramp i was like god damn we get it they're the tag team champions that's the problem you don't get it (laughs) so let's run it back let's run it back till he gets it Till he From gets the top, let's, let's come go. back to the ring. Let's celebrate backwards slowly all the way to the back. Oh, Jesus. So they understand <laughs> the level of excellence that's in the ring right now. Oh, my God. Now, last week uh, when we were doing the uh, previews of all these matches, we were discussing what we thought would happen. Uh, my wife said that our next matchup here, Alexa Bliss and Eva Marie, was going to be her, her, her piss break. So as soon as they started the package... My wife didn't have the goddamn decency to wait for a goddamn entrance. When the package hit, she goes, up, oh, and then she just fucking bounced. And that was it. That was the end of her. I hadn't seen her for a while until she heard Damian Priest's music. But Alexa Bliss and Eva Marie, I, I'm going to be honest with you guys at home. I was really into the Alexa Bliss stuff when I knew the Bray Wyatt impending stuff was taking place. Right? Like, she's really good at this. But mm-hmm. I, I really do believe that the interest for me anyway was always, well, how is it going to tie in to The Fiend? Mm-hmm. You know, but now that it's not tying into The Fiend at all, now that she basically is The Fiend. You're literally verbatim saying what my friend said to me as we were Yeah, I was like, this. I'm not so as interested ahead. anymore as to verbatim. Yeah, because I'm just like, all right, I get it. Because now she's just going back to being Alexa Bliss. She's wrestling again and she's flawed as a wrestler. She's small and it doesn't work out well. She's doing goofy shit now along with it, but yeah, it's it doesn't feel it doesn't have that same steam that it did before. 
I can I can I just say I know I'm late to the party, but watching that match, I never realized Alexa Bliss had a ass like she does. <laughs> Holy fuck! I to be fair, to be fair, I'm sorry. Jesus Christ, God bless that woman. Yeah, she wears you know nice pants because it's not. I've I've seen her outside of wrestling and it doesn't doesn't look like that. So I don't know. Oh, and, you're a hater, bro. No, God. I'm not. No, no, not when it comes to ass. I'm a lover of ass. I'm a lover. I'm I subscribe. All I get the newsletter. I've got the posters up. No, don't, don't fuck you with me. You got the poster. Yeah, don't fuck with me on that. <laughs> I'm an avid ass lover. Everyone knows that. That's common Absolutely. knowledge. Absolutely. I have that on my resume on the bottom of special skills. My fondue, mm-hmm, my, mm-hmm. my ass worship is like right there in Helvetica font. <laughs> ass worship. Yeah, in Helvetica font. It's right there. But yeah, right. so Alexa Bliss, Eva Marie, not much happening here. The, the... It wasn't a terrible match. I think, uh, I think, like you said, in particular, I'm not a big fan of the Eva Marie person. I, I yeah, no one could is. care less. I could really care less. Um, and I just feel like the gimmick is just outplayed for Bliss. She just needs to go back to whatever she does. Again, I didn't watch her run, so I don't know. That this is what I know of her. Oh, I the goddess was great. dope. Right, I, this is this is what I know of her, and I like it. I don't have a problem with it, but I am hearing that that we just want the old blood. Like we're done with this. Yeah, because it, without Bray, it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't right. even make. She spent so many years not being this crazy individual. And well, maybe she's kind of stuck in it at the moment because it at is the moment, yeah, because over. It, yeah. people like it. They've committed to it. New music, right. new merch, the whole deal. That they're right. they're they're in on this, but it's. She's got to ride the contract. It's got a a ticking clock on it, so we'll see how far that goes. The only thing I really didn't like, besides the match itself, obviously, was the dewdrop part at the end. Now, I knew eventually she was going to stand up for herself against the big bully. I get it. But I feel like we just got here. There was no real buildup to this breakup, I don't feel like. I'm like, I wasn't really that invested just yet. It's like, oh my God, she's okay. I get it. It was bound to happen, right? It was, this is, this is how this was going to work. The big beauty queen, bullshit, arrogant bitch, is fucking with the plus size lady, and then she's gonna bully her, da, 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 and eventually the big old mean old bully's gonna, 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 gonna get hers, and and that happened here, but I don't know. It happened way too fast. I'm like, all right. So now what does this mean? Dewdrop is on her own, and she's got the match against Eva Marie this coming Monday. I doubt very seriously they have a plan beyond, okay, we're just going to have Dewdrop just be by herself now. What was the point of Dewdrop if you were just going to fucking make it with singles anyway? Could right. she have just stayed Piper? I don't, I don't get it. I don't I don't understand. I mean, what is what kind of push or rub are you really getting from Eva? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what was the point of it? Yeah, zero, I, unless they figured out fast that it wasn't working and they just dropped the it. The only thing that did was make me even more uninterested in what's going on in that situation. Yeah, as uninterested as I can be. So I will move on now. To, Absolutely. To Damian Priest and Sheamus. For this the a match, man. For the I United fucking... States Championship, and I have to stand up. I was, I've been sitting this whole time. Let me stand up for a goddamn second. Let me stand up and applaud. I'm going to applaud. I don't know if it's coming off on the. Oh yeah, my oh, meter is jumping up. No, we can yeah. definitely hear it. Damian Priest and Sheamus, 100% in the first five seconds of this match, shit the bed. Damn. They 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 botched. Huge. There was a huge fuck up right at the beginning, and the fans caught it and got completely taken out of it. But I will applaud 
because that's a professional. They worked their asses off, and they got him back. And it got what intense it? toward what, the end. Which one was it? What I was didn't it? write it down. I don't remember exactly what it was, but Steph caught it, and then as a matter it of fact, wasn't the it wasn't the jump out of the ring, was it? I'm not entirely sure. I don't remember. I just okay, remember because Steph... I have an issue. It's a, it's a reoccurring issue what, that big I'm guys going over the top, and it's starting to piss me off. Yes and no. Not the fact that they're going over the top. It's the fact that nobody's fucking catching them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah, many yeah. people have you seen land directly on his foot? That's why I'm like, big ups to Priest, man, because he landed. He's a big dude. And he landed straight on his fucking tailbone, and he finished spin kicks and all that entire fucking match. And I know that dude had to been in so much fucking pain. I am so... what, Dude, there's got to be... A jumping that happens backstage. I, I don't understand why it keeps happening to everyone. People are dying. I can explain going it to over you. Over the rope, and there, there. Sometimes there's five people there, and they miss the entire crowd. Yes, I can explain to you what happens with that, because I've seen it happen and I've heard the explanations. And you're right, there have been issues behind the scenes with people, because here's the thing: as cool as a dive looks. In all reality, nobody wants to take it because you actually the person diving gets less damage than the person who's catching. Happens every time. Anybody who's ever done a dive will tell you that it, that, that it happens. That makes so sense. a lot of times people will pitch it, and because of who they are, or you know, if AJ Styles tells you, "Yeah, I'm going to do a dive here," da da da, then okay, fine, whatever, I'll, we'll do it. But for those times that you see where people barely make contact or they're not underneath or they're like if you go straight up and down from a turnbuckle or a springboard or if you do the straightforward dive where you have to kind of be underneath a little bit, right. you don't see a connection because at the end of the day, they don't want to fucking take it. That's why when you yeah, see guys like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, when they get eaten by a fucking dive, it's because they've been there and they know, I don't want to be that dick, right? So he called the spot, let's fucking just, let's take it. Whatever happens, happens. But for some of the other guys, like a, like established guys, like a Sheamus, guys who really didn't do a lot of that shit in the Indies, like Cesaro gets murdered by dives all the time, but he's used to it. It's part of his shtick, right? He's a good base. He's been catching little ass niggas his whole life. Right. But for someone like a Randy or or uh, let's throw the name out there because he was egregious with this shit, the Undertaker, right? They don't really want to take these fucking spots, so they're gonna give you just enough of your of their body. For They're you to appear, anything. like to connect, They're... and yeah. Taker it's getting started to the giving... point where the announcer is like, oh, he got a piece of that one. Yeah, he didn't get all of that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've, exactly. I've been there. Yeah, I know. But that's, but in the end, that, that's the cleanest explanation I can give people. When you see people sell like that, they don't want to take it. That's why there's been issues in the past. Because sometimes... Where you get an issue, if I call a dive and you barely give me any of your body, I really can't fucking be that mad because I called it. And I'm the one burning in there like a fucking crazy person. But a lot of times where it's been an issue is when the person who's taking it calls the spot. So when that person, like, he whispers it to you, you know, hey, hit me with the dive, and he slides out, does the big sell job, and then you run for that dive, and then he barely gives you anything, yeah, 
That's a goddamn problem. Hold the fucking phone. I'm fighting. I'm you fighting were the one who called this spot. Why I'm am I flying right now, in the air? We're fu- I'm getting up from that spot. I'm rolling <laughs> over to you. And in your ear, I'm telling you, nigga, on site, when we go to the back, we're thro- I don't care. You can win. Yeah. I can win. It don't matter. But we have to spar after yeah. this. It a lot of the older veterans won't take that spot. And in this situation here, Shouldn't. where Seamus was the one who was catching, I'm telling you, this is the guy who just recently broke his fucking face. He's not taking a dive from a guy Damien Priest's size. He's just not. I'm not saying it's the right thing. I'm just telling you where his head was probably at. You guys, just stop doing dives. Unless well, you that's the next part of the story. Stop doing the fucking dives. Trust the guy that you're doing. You're wrestling. You have chemistry, and you've done it before, or you at least trust him. Because if there's trust there and it fucks up, then you know it, it is what it is, right? But I, but what it looks like to me in some of these other situations that it's so fucking blatantly obvious, especially when there's like five people all huddled up. And then they all yeah. disperse and like fall like bowling balls before the ball even hits any of the pins. Is that's what it looks like? And people are landing straight on their ass and destroying their tailbone for what? A spot that, I mean, I guess is neat, but it's it's not that fucking cool. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The dive like, stopped, be- stopped being cool a long time ago because everyone does a fucking dive. 150 oh. pounds, they dive. 350 pounds, they dive. You know, everyone's diving through the ropes. No real care for the And it's funny because people will do the dive and think that the dive itself is what's going to get them over. Meanwhile, you're the fourth dive on the show, and they don't give a fuck because they've already seen the dive a thousand times. That's why uh, I think uh, Darby Allen, not to beat a dead horse, but his dive is the fucking best. He's my favorite dive because he doesn't dive – looking for a catch that motherfucker does the fucking jason siegel bro he don't dive at you he dives through you man he goes <laughs> he tries to fucking obliterate you with that shit and it works He's that was what guy yeah though. and that's why and that's why he does it because he knows hey look it i'm a hundred and something pounds bro if you can't catch me at full force then you you too little i can't be wrestling you austin right. aries used to have that dive that was one of my favorite dives for years because he would come at you so fast and so ferociously that when you bounced off the rail, he's already on his feet and he would toss you to the ground from a dive. Right. So he'd hit you, clink, clink, and then he would just throw you by the back of your head and just fucking toss And there you. are some people that are fucking masters at these dives. I've seen people roll off of other people's shoulders and, like, land on their feet. Yeah. I don't know if that's an accident, but I have seen it. Yeah, no. So there are ways to do these dives where there isn't as much impact on the person actually catching them as well. But, man, we're getting to a point where I'm, it's just fucking nasty. I am a fat piece of, of shit. Not to segue off into a different direction. I'm a fat piece of shit. I'm, I, I, when I have done my dives, I have always landed on my feet. I very I can't even remember a dive where I didn't land on my feet because it was the same deal. I'm heavy. So if I throw myself at you, yeah, we're going to get hurt, motherfucker. Both of us. We fucked. Right? right? So what no I what I yeah, no one's coming out of this a winner. So what I would do, and I've done this before with tandem dives. That's how I learned it. I actually give credit to Montekia cuz he was the one that we did this together when we were a team, old blue butters. Um we would do the dive and when I went through the rope, I would have my hands extended out 
then what would happen is I need to get maximum impact without hitting you, which is kind of an oxymoron, but this is how you do that. I would dive through the ropes, both hands extended out like a Superman. Think Superman, right? And when I would throw through the ropes, my two hands would connect with both shoulders. So the person catching me, he's going to get hit with my hands at both shoulders. When that, my arms hit his shoulders, the guy catching me is going to bring his hands up a la Dirty Dancing. Think the Dirty Dancing pose when he lifts her up <laughs> in the air. So I hit him shoulder. He hits me chest. When he bumps back, he pushes up. That pushes my upper body up. So we connect. Boom, he hits the ground. I'm on my feet. That's how that happens. It's a shift of momentum. I'm lateral, but then he pushes me up, and I push him down. Timing-wise, you do it right, it looks sexy as fuck. Non-timing-wise, it looks like he's getting fucked up. Because at the momentum that I'm coming at, I'm either going to, if he doesn't do it right, if his hands are underneath me, but he doesn't do it at the right time, looks like I'm landing on him on the ground. So either do it right or become an Orsini sandwich. It's up to you. I know it's, mm-hmm. it's all on your plate. But, yeah, so the botch took place, and I can't remember exactly if that was it. But the botch took place, crowd was completely out, and I got to give it to him. I was, I was watching the whole match with Steph, and I was like, God damn, they're not quitting. That's what I appreciated the most about that match. They didn't just go, ah, oh, fuck, it's done. Nope. We're going to keep working. And they started pulling false finish out of false finish and big move and this and that and boom. And I was like, God damn, here it goes. No, I was getting hyped toward the end of it because I started right. calling it in my head. And I was like, oh, my God. And then uh, they pulled the trigger. Damian Priest, your new United States champion. And I was like, thank God. Thank God. Nothing against Sheamus, but... Well, actually, no, I took that back. I haven't liked anything Sheamus <laughs> has done. He said no, take that back. Yeah, I haven't liked anything Sheamus has done in years. Uh, I mean, ma- maybe since the bar. I like the bar with him and Cesaro, but then again, I like Cesaro and anybody. But I haven't really been a big fan of anything Sheamus has done in a while. So maybe this was a good thing here. Just temporarily to figure out what we're going to do next with, uh, with Sheamus. But th- this was a good... This was a good match. I like this match. Yeah, it was good, man. I, I telling you, I've, from day one on here, I've I've always said that Damian Priest is one of my guys. I look forward to watching, getting better, and uh, improving, and getting into that main roster and see what he does. And I, don't know, I, I this was a good match. I liked it, and that's saying a lot because I've also said I'm not a huge Sameus person either. So. <laughs> It is a. Speaking, I liked it. it speaking good. of people you're not a fan of, the Mysterios uh, would challenge. We can, we, can, we can definitely skip this. this, this is not well, you know what's funny? About. There's there there really isn't. Which much. is a shame because I'm starting. I I I love the Usos. Yeah, I'm I'm big on the Usos. Yeah, I feel like this was like a filler match or something. Like nothing really. You know, it's not a, it's not a match they didn't have already once before. I was actually more hap- hot for the uh, the first match they had where they lost the tag titles to the Usos in the first place. I was like, oh, that, that was a really good match, and I was expecting, all right, here they come, they're gonna tear it up. It was just kind of more of the same stuff. Right, it was the Usos and the Mysterios, and I'm getting yeah. short. I'm getting short on Dominic. I'm get I listen. He he may he may be a really really good performer one day. No, don't, don't. He I'm may. Not, I'm not, no, 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 he may. No, I'll give it no, to him. He may. No, he I'm may. not going to let you get that shit off. No, <laughs> fuck that. He's trash. 
He doesn't need to be there. I know he's there because his dad is a great legendary wrestler and he's having a moment and he wants to do the business. And I understand that. But one, get him the fuck off of TV. Two, put him in some type of de- developmental so that he doesn't look clunky and fucking weird. He look, it's like when an unathletic person grabs a basketball and tries to dribble. It doesn't even look good. Yeah. The fundamental, just the way he walks fucking pisses me off. Get him off the goddamn screen. He's had his moment. He had the belt with his dad and everything. I love it. Yeah, I'm they did. They had on that. That's fine. That's a great moment for Mysterio. I feel like that was the. I thought that was the whole reason they did this. And that's fine. Yeah, well, but they had done. it. It's over. Enough of this shit. Yeah. Get him off the fucking TV. I'm tired of looking at him. He doesn't even dress like a wrestler. He's wearing like a fucking white tee and basketball shorts. <laughs> Get this guy the fuck out of here. I'm so sick of looking at him. I'm I'm done. I'm done with him. That's is all Dominic receiving your hate, uh, gen- like generate generationally? Are you passing on your hate for his dad to him now? <laughs> no, 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 no. See, and that's no, no. I don't hate Rey Mysterio. I just I'm not a fan of the end of his career because it just it's not believable to me. However, like I said, it, he just he doesn't even look athletic, and it's one of those things where we talk about all the time on how you can really tell. You can really tell when someone is 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 changing a match for the better, like uh, or or bringing something out of somebody, like the uh, Christian Cage and yeah. um, you know what I'm talking. Why yeah, do we yeah. keep always fuck up with names? Omega, but anyway, Kenny Omega. Thank you. Uh, yeah, the Kenny Omega thing. Like you can see, oh wow, like Omega's an elite wrestler, obviously, but dude, this just was something different. Dominic Mysterio is the fucking opposite of that. Everything has to come to a fucking halt. When he's in the ring, it's disgusting and it shouldn't be visible at this level. And it's to the point where it's like the only reason why he's in the building is because of his dad. And me personally, I wouldn't be okay with that if I were that person. But you know what? See, that's Whatever a that's then. that's a thin line though, because they used to say the same thing about Charlotte. And they used to say the same thing about so many of these second generation. Did you just or, compare Dominic no, no, to no, 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 no. What I'm saying is the whole they're there because of their dad. No, routine. yeah. Well, because in the beginning well, stages, just, Charlotte was clunky. Charlotte okay. was a tall, lanky, two left feet motherfucker. So were a lot of these second generation people. But there were also a lot of second generation people that never got it. I don't know which side of the fence he's going to wind up on. I just know that he doesn't need to be on Doing it like this ain't going to help it. No, 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 no. Working with people on this level will stunt his growth. It will not help his growth. The, the most that these established stars will be able to give him, they've given him already. He knows what he needs to do. He just physically can't do it yet. The repetition's not there. He, do, he knows how to get into the ring. He knows leftover right stuff. He knows how to get off the mat. He knows how to take bumps. He knows how to do this. He knows that being in the ring with WWE superstars on this caliber of a level isn't going to bring him the repetition that he needs. It's not. If anything, it's going to expose how little expo- uh, uh, experience he really has. He has a huge fundamental issue. That's what it is. Yeah, he knows what he needs to do. He just hasn't been doing it long enough to appear like he does. Right, and that's right, the right, problem because right. it's the perception of it. Like you said, and it's the biggest fault in any of this. They learned this in his singles matches, which was why I think they wound up going the tag team route. Because I don't think Mysterio, in all honesty, yes, they had the big moment with the titles and stuff, but I really truly believe 
I don't think the WWE management or staff or whatever the case, whoever's putting this shit together, wanted them to be a fucking team. I think they wanted to get Dominic to a point where he could be at least a player on the mid-card or lower-tier card area. But once they figured out exactly what you just illustrated, everything comes to a fucking halt. You have to take steps with him in order for him to not get lost or in order for him to not get lost, not just physically but mentally in the space of what he's doing. You have to, you have to kind of – once you get momentum on him and you hit a hot spot with him, it's that transition. He knows how to deliver the spots. He knows how, his memory is good. We're not criticizing him, the the wrestler. We're, excuse me. Yes, we're not I criticizing am. him, the no, person. Let it be clear. Let it be fucking clear. I'm <laughs> criticizing him, the wrestler. No, I'm changing that. I'm not <laughs> criticizing him, the person. Him, the wrestler is not. You're oh, not. Gotcha, 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 you're gotcha, not gotcha. there. Right. That, that, that's why I'm at least giving him the benefit of the doubt. Could he go into NXT or into a system with the PC and completely fucking fumble the bag anyway? Yeah. It's happened a thousand times. He's, and I think because, he of, wouldn't because be the first. of his exposure, he would. If I he took exactly him right now and put him in NXT. Yes. He would bomb. Yes. I actually believe that too. I think he's been exposed to so many habits from people who have been doing this for years that he hasn't had a chance to develop his own habits yet. And when he gets to NXT, he's going to be fucking lost because he's going to be in a room with other people who are fucking learning and he's going to be asked on multiple occasions, Mr. Former WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champion, yeah, to, lead, hurt him. to lead certain things and he can't. Not yet. So it's being, you know, you know, sending a guy like this to the PC now would destroy this kid. I was just on fucking SummerSlam. I made my debut against Seth Rollins at last year's fucking SummerSlam. I was a fucking WrestleMania this year. I'm a former tag team champion. How the fuck did I wind up here? Because you need the work, kid. <laughs> you need the work. And speaking of needing... doo-doo. Yeah, speaking of needing work, I am about through talking about Sasha goddamn Banks. I'm about through with it. Oh, I, I don't try, even I care anymore, to be honest with you. We've all heard the rumors. COVID, Explain pregnancy. to me what happened here because no I one fucking knows. I'm trying to black out. I, you know who I'm a huge fan of, and I, you know who my number one boo in wrestling is as well. And they just conflicted my whole fucking life with this situation. So I, I just, I don't know what to even say at this point. I'm so at a loss. And, frustrating <laughs> okay so for those of you lost and what the fuck that we're tap dancing around bianca belair and sasha banks were booked for a smackdown women's championship match here at SummerSlam. okay yep. and we're hearing reports now multiple people have reported this but again i mean when i say people reported i mean the mike johnson's i mean the real reporters nothing from ringside news or whatever garbage website there are people from PWI Insider, people from ESPN. I mean, there's people from all over the world who were talking about this like it was some huge thing, but it was all it was all talk. WWE kept promoting this match like it was going to happen, but apparently weeks ago they got the indication that this match may not happen. And we why? still to exactly we still to this day have no idea why. But is this there's, why your hate for Sasha Banks is 
No, no, no. Increasing? I'll get to that in a second. I'll get okay. to that in a second. But the, the rumor mill has been COVID-19. The rumor mill has been, well, she's pregnant, which I don't put a lot of stuff into because every time a female wrestler goes down, she must be knocked up because that's what these nerds I mean, think naturally, that right? happens. Yeah, it's like every time a woman gets mad, you are on your period, aren't you? No, bitch, you're just dumb and irritating, and I'm mad at you because you're stupid. I'm mad at you. Yeah, I'm not mad at you because my uterine line is shredding. I'm mad at you because you spent a bunch of money we don't have, prick. (laughs) You're mad because you're on your menzies. You're a fucking idiot. It's the same thing here. Every time a woman goes down, well, she's pregnant. No, that's not what's happening. I don't think anyway. I doubt. That's the one that I'm doubting. The one that I'm putting, the the one rumor that I've heard that I'll probably put my stock in, and this is where I'm tapping the fuck out. Sasha's not happy about some of the backstage stuff again. And I'm going to be honest with you, it may not even fucking be true. But I don't even give a fuck. Because it turned this, you remember my little thing on Ivelisse? Mm-hmm. Where I kind of got a little, little upset about certain things that were happening over there. I'm getting to Ivelisse level with this chick. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm a little over it at this point. I can't even rule out that it's true. That she's just unhappy with some stuff going on backstage because she's been vocal about the fact for years now that she's not happy about the shit going on backstage. They did a no, whole fucking documentary. Her off? This particular moment, we don't know. But in the past, no, no, no. I mean, in the like in the past, I'll tell you right now because she did right, the right. whole she did the whole twenty four seven thing when she had left that WrestleMania that I went to, where I was thirty five, where she was the tag team champions with Bailey and they gave it to the Iconics and it was a big thing and. She wanted to go on vacation and wanted to clear her mind and all this other stuff, and she left. And then after that, she came back, had a nice little run, and then she left. And then she came back and had a nice little run, and then she left. And then this year, WrestleMania steals the show, main event of WrestleMania, ESPY Awards, all this stuff. And then she turns around and she leaves. Every time I turn around, she's gone. For multiple reasons. That's why at this point, I don't even care what the reason is. Because we had a match booked. If you weren't going to fucking make it, then you shouldn't have fucking signed the deal. If it was a last-minute thing and there was nothing you can do, then tell us it was a last-minute thing and there's nothing you can fucking do. They didn't even fucking address it. They played it up like it was still going to happen. They played the package before the match. Like Sasha was coming out. Right. Like Sasha's not even in the fucking building. They're playing the package. Bianca does her entrance, goes to the ring, and that's when they hit her and the audience with Sasha couldn't make it. And then like Carmella's the replacement. And I and you know, we we commended Bianca and Sasha for their WrestleMania match. We we gave them all the props in the world. What a match. And we also gave them props for that little moment just before the match started. Right when they rang the bell and the people gave them a standing ovation and Bianca got emotional and you could see Sasha get a little emotional. Here we go, lady. We're in the main event of WrestleMania. We gave them credit for that. So I'm going to go ahead and be consistent and give Bianca credit again because Mama wasn't happy about this situation in that fucking ring. We don't know what's going on, but I tell you something, Bianca knows what's going on. And she wasn't happy about a fucking thing that was happening that fucking night. She had it in her face. The same face we were able to read at Mania where it was just so goddamn happy. This face was not so goddamn happy. 
And you could tell she was going through the fucking motions. Yeah, we're okay, we're going to do this for Carmella, and then we're going to get the big pop from you-know-who. And then Becky's going to milk it because well, Becky's... Well, that's my theory. I think yeah. my, theory was, my theory was what happened was going to happen no matter what. And I think, like, uh, she may have just not been okay with it, right? Like, the, the Becky Lynch thing was going to happen yeah. in some way, shape, or form. She was going to come out. She was going to ask to be added into the match. And then she was going to win the belt. But would, I but would like, Bianca have been beaten in 10 fucking seconds? If I was happened? getting to that. Okay. I don't know. And, and this is why this is so infuriating. Because there's so many fucking routes to confusion. Right? Was she mad that they made this call? This was going to happen and she didn't want to be a part of it. Right? Did she feel like, oh, the two on top African-American wrestlers, now all of a sudden your white girl comes back and she's going to get the belt back? Did if okay, all that stuff was thrown to the side. She got cranky. She left. Let's say that's what happened. She was like, fuck this. I'm leaving. I don't care. Bianca stood and did what she had to do because she was the champ, right? right? Now we could throw all of that out the window. Wait, are you hinting say, that Sasha backed off because of the Becky thing? I'm saying this. It, the call that Becky was going to take the belt tonight could right. have been the reason why she just said, fuck this. Okay. And the reason why I think that, because I have no history with uh, Sasha Banks like right. that. I don't know that. Yeah. Right? So I'm just telling you from my perspective. Becky just comes in and wins the belt in five seconds. You just spent all this time building this amazing superstar to spit on her. Yeah. Why? What? what? They could have very well just had... I could have not even cared about any of that, honestly, because if they, they accepted the match, okay, and had a fucking bomb-ass match, and then Becky won, then it had been fine. But what was the point? And I'm looking to you for this because you're the insider. You understand all this stuff. You can understand what could go wrong, what the thought process behind some of this shit could be. But I'm so thrown by this. I, I just, if it wasn't for the fact that I wanted to look past it just to watch the rest of the SummerSlam. I could see very well why this would be where people turn the screen off. Because mm -hmm. there's no reason. That was so fucking confusing. This was obvious politics, and I have no clue why. Well, I mean, you hit it on the head there. It's obviously politics. But I, I have been racking my brain myself since, it, since the moment that it happened. Uh, I obviously heard about it before I saw it because I didn't see it live. But I wanted to, just like my attitude for the rest of this pay-per-view, and we're going to speed the rest of this stuff up because there's not much else. There's like one other thing on here that was even close to being good. So this is going to be a lot easier to review. But I definitely wanted to hit on this for the SummerSlam review because the answer to your question is one that I believe is true and I believe is something that nobody wants to hear including myself, I didn't want to think this, but it's the only thing I could see it for, and I could it, I could definitely see them as a company doing it. Before I say it, I would like to reiterate, I've said it on this show a thousand times, we are requeefing episode 202 right now. I have no intentions of ever working for WWE, so I have no problem saying this out loud. They knew what they did at WrestleMania. 
And we, as a fan, or as fans, accepted it as a nice token and a nice gesture. What I didn't realize at the time was we were being hoodwinked from the start. And what I mean by that is they built up a lot of goodwill with that Sasha Banks and Bianca match. Now, they don't talk about it on camera, but they know what they did. Two African-American women main evented Wrestle Goddamn Mania. It got the world talking. The the ESPYs, ESPN gave them a fucking award for it. It was all over the world. Yes, it made Bianca a star. And yes, it pushed Sasha Banks to a whole other level from what she was before. Sasha became the boss. Now, she didn't capitalize on it because, like I said earlier, she disappeared. But we took that moment as a moment of goodwill. Wow, how progressive the WWE is. They let two black women go in there and main event their pay-per-view. And the women delivered. So maybe that's why we sat here and just said, wow, what a moment. We got lost in it because it was good. We got lost in the moment. And we said, man, what a moment. I'll never forget this. This is great. And it turns out, now that we fast forward to SummerSlam, that the reason that they gave us this big moment is because they knew at some point Becky was coming back and she was coming back as a heel. How do we get her instant heat in a situation where we know she won't get heat? Becky is beloved. Becky is beloved. She left the baby face. So how do we get her back into a main event program where she needs to be in because she's Becky Lynch? How do we get her the heat she needs right away? We shit on Sasha and Bianca because we know that despite the program, despite Sasha being this nasty heel and Bianca being a babyface, everyone wanted to see that rematch. People actually wanted to see, I will make the prediction, people wanted to see that rematch almost equally, if any, to seeing Becky return. But to seeing that to see that return in that capacity and then to beat Bianca the way she did infuriated the planet. And that's what they were going for. Now, if you're listening to this and you're saying they really set up two African-American women in WrestleMania just to blow them off at SummerSlam for no reason, uh uh-uh-uh. Do you want evidence? Because I got it. Because remember, I put thought to this. Okay. I said, man, has this ever happened before? And it turns out it did. Y'all remember that other big African-American moment at WrestleMania 35? When Kofi Mania ran wild, and he defeated that Green Peace-loving motherfucker for the world championship at WrestleMania, and grown men cried, and we had that video that went viral of Shad Gaspar, an MVP at a bar somewhere, uh, hosting a fan fest thing, and they had tears, and they hugged each other, and, and Xavier Woods and Big E and had uh, all those tears in the ring, and they grabbed the championship belt and gave it to Kofi, and Kofi was the champ. Finally, a black man we can call our own is WWE champ. Not Universal champ, not World Heavyweight champ, the champ, the WWE champion. Good moment. How'd that end up? Fast forward, took all that goodwill to give Lesnar a seven-second squash so that he could get heat to move on with his program. 
Yeah, and I see what you're saying, and my brain was thinking the same thing. However, I don't think it's the same. And, and, and no, 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 no. What you're saying is the same. Correct. What I'm saying is Kofi to Brock isn't the same to Bianca and uh, Becky. Becky, is it not? How is it to not? me? To to me. Did I you hear that reaction like... Becky got when she came back? I understand. She is the most over that. female in the history of professional wrestling, I period, un- bar none. Listen to me. Okay. I understand that. The Becky Lynch side isn't what I'm arguing. Okay. It's the Kofi slash Bianca side that I'm arguing. Why? Because Bianca is more suited. That's more believable that she could have a run than Kofi. And I know that sounds fucked up. No, you're right. But uh, I'm not wrong in that. You're right, but so you have for, to think about. So, yeah. so to us to say that that was a moment, that's phenomenal. It's fine. I, that doesn't bother me at all. It's fine. I want to see him get it. I've said that many times before. We ever even did a podcast. Yeah. I would say it in your in your living room when we'd watch shows. Like, man, I would be dope to see him really like do something big because I, I really like the guy and he's been there for so long. He works so hard, whatever. But Bianca's a little different. She. She's up there. She should be up there. So bye, 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 bye. for Brock, that's where the discrepancy is. That's where you're losing that? it because you see her as a high value asset. They see her as just another chick because every chick is just another chick. Unless you've attained Becky's status or Charlotte's status, or because of the four horsemen, Bailey, Charlotte, Becky. Always got more respect for their reigns and their runs than Shasha, Sasha ever did. I'll leave it up to your imaginations as to why that was the deal. But you you look at Bianca and you say, man, she has such a potential. She could be a future star for them. And they say, yeah, she could be a future star for us. Doesn't need to be in the present. We'll cool her off now and we'll bring her back when we're ready. Just like yeah. they do everyone else. Their yeah. focal point was not Bianca. They go look at Bianca and say, hey, we got her over. We can get her over anytime we want. We need Becky's heat because we need Becky on top because to them, Becky is a higher class of performer than Bianca is. Becky sold out a stadium. Okay, well, I guess this one question right here will help me in my brain thought process. Okay. When did it ever become okay to smash your – your high tier card like mm-hmm. what like maybe i don't know so tell me another time mm-hmm. besides the kofi yeah where someone was of a high caliber yes and got mushed in two seconds i think the death of the superstar happened somewhere in the mid 2010s when did the fucking wwe network come out I think that was about 2016, something like that, 2015, 2016. That's when it dawned on me that the days of John Cena, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart, those days are over. It's done. It's a brand now. It's a brand. And everybody in the company is an interchangeable part. And before your time here on the podcast, I had many an argument with, with certain people because they're like, well, you can't have this guy lose here. You can't have this lose guy. How do you protect them? You don't. Because in their heads, we can make anybody we want whenever we want to make them. 
And if it doesn't work, we just take that part out, chunk it in the pile, and put a new part in. Right. That's why Roman right now being successful is great. But we were just we me and you just said the other day about releases. I said it out loud. If Seth Rollins was released tomorrow, I wouldn't be stunned. Because everyone there is an interchangeable fucking part. Look at all of the talent. They just let go to AEW. They don't care. It's an interchangeable system. If you don't play by the rules, we will move you out and we will do something else. Zack Ryder hell, got hella over, squished on fucking purpose because it wasn't the guy they wanted to get over. CM Punk's story is it is what it is. AJ Styles, they push his ass to the fucking moon. Right? He's the WWE champion. He's doing all these things. As soon as he loses, this was a big argument. This was a few years ago. I think 2018. He was the WWE champion for months from Ad Long. Right? Almost a year, actually. I think he was close to 300. Actually, I think he was over 300 days as champion. Loses. I think he spent the next two pay-per-views on the fucking pre-show. Dean Ambrose. Member of the Shield. You can't get more push than that. Right? Wins the WWE Championship, Money in the Bank, in Las Vegas. Huge deal. He has one bad episode on the Stone Cold Podcast. He loses the championship, and he's never seen in that main event spot ever again. Built him up for years. He had one bad episode on one podcast. He was never pushed again, and that was it. That's why he left. Hey, man. This is what happens. You get one shot. We could very well be witnessing the downfall of this juggernaut. And I know that no. sounds absurd. But see, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's this because it's a, WWE is a self-sustaining system at this point. Because mm-hmm. as fickle as we look at the management team and say, well, why can't you just trust these guys and put some more effort into these guys? I want you to think of all of the different things. And I know you shit on it all the time, but they don't shit on it. They live by it. When you shit on people who are overly critical online and on Twitter and on Facebook and on Instagram, we as people will look at that and say, well, that's just trolling. That's just bullshit. Whatever. It's annoying to us. They live by that shit. That's why it's all over their programming. Every time they go viral, every time they make a a, a, a huge uh, hashtag or some shit, like they live on that shit. And when they live on the Internet, and they see all these fickle people, that's what they live by. So if you love Cesaro for the month of February, they're going to push him. As soon as you stop talking about him, they're on to the fucking next one. They're playing to that quick, short, amnesia fucking audience, and that's why you have so many different players. That's that's why when you have guys like Rollins and and Reigns who have managed to wade through all that bullshit and stay relevant... I give those guys a ton of credit because they've managed to figure out the formula. But for everybody else, it is insanely hard. There are people who used to be over who aren't over anymore. Who, when they come back and they go in front of that audience, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, they can't even. I, I remember a story from The Rock, one of The Rock's comebacks. And he's like, hey, you know, I'm me. I walk in the door, and they started talking to him about a script. And he was like, what? That's the reason why Steve Austin doesn't come back. Because they were handing him scripts. He's like, what the fuck is this? I can't do this shit. Who the fuck wrote a Stone Cold Steve Austin script? 
Who had the balls <laughs> to sit there and put I, – I doubt he even put pen to paper. How much you want to make a bet? This nigga went on his phone on Quick Memo and just sent that shit to – are you fucking serious? It's a different system. That's why you've known me my whole life. You know that I love the WWE. And I'll probably always because that's the it's the woman who goes to the emergency room with the black eye and they're like, What happened? Oh, I walked into a doorknob or some shit. That's me. <laughs> when it does. comes to you w- gotta leave that man. Yeah. You gotta leave that man. No, no, he was right. He was right. I didn't have dinner out ready on time. I, I fucked up. He was within <laughs> his rights to do that. That's me when it comes to WWE. Cause the more as a my professional career ruined my fandom for this company. Because I see what it can be. And I look at their past, and I see what they did before. And right. I can only manage to wrap my head around what they're doing based on who they're doing it for. And when you go online as a performer, when I go online and I see the shit that people say to me, I've been doing this 10 years, 10 years. And, and there are people who've never worked a single show, who've never spoken to a single veteran, who's ne- who has zero experience in anything related to this business, argue with me about how things are supposed to be in this industry. That's the audience that we're talking about. So it be yeah. So when you're talking about someone like Bianca and you go, well, she has such potential and she does. She could be the next Becky. And they could have ruined that just now with this whole scenario. No, they did. But they, they did don't do. see it that way and that's the problem. That's fine. And that's fine. And everything that's you not just fine. Said, it's a problem. No, it is fine. No, it is fine because, like I just said, and I will equate it to one thing specifically, right? In my world, the gaming world, the same juggernaut is World of Warcraft. And if you look it up recently, that thing is fucking about dead. Now, define the word dead. Dead doesn't mean it's going to close. That's not what that means. But we're talking about multi-double-digit million people playing one game for over multiple decades to only to be down to, like, two million, if that. And that sounds still like a success story. What happened? No wow people no more. (laughs) But that's that's a juggernaut dying. That's what a juggernaut dying looks like. That thing is dead. Slow death. The the, the hype, no, it's not even slow. It will always coast. It'll always be something that's kind of a thing, right? It'll never close. You'll always have those people, unfortunately, like you, that'll take it to the face every time and always come back. I admit it. At least I admit it. And and there's nothing wrong with that. I admit it. There's nothing wrong with it. But as far as it being like the staple, the culture, the whatever the fuck it, it, it was for so long, it's dying. You, you're watching it in front of your fucking eyes. And the only way, reason why that I'm noticing it is because I've, I've seen it before. You, you can never tell someone that the WWE is dying. They won't believe it. And I understand that. But, dude, it's dying. It's dying. And if the Yahoos, and I'm going to say Yahoos because if they fuck it up, I'm going to have very strong words for them, can don't fuck up this momentum that they have. I'm not saying that they will ever be as big as the WWE. That's not what I'm saying. But what will happen is, is you're going to have another home where people are just going to go. And it doesn't matter if it doesn't become uh, as big as WWE, right? If WWE has 10 million viewers, but then they go down to 2 million and AEW goes to 3 million, guess what? They're at 3 fucking million. That's huge for them. These are arbitrary numbers. But I'm just saying as an example, yeah, <laughs> arbitrary still numbers. Has two million, 
but they used to be at this. So it's just one of those things that you're watching it right in front of you. The shit that they're doing, you don't squash a star. I don't give a fuck what your logic behind it is. I don't care if you're following the social media trend where everything's two seconds long and that's it. You, AEW is proving that if you protect or do well with someone's career, it could do good for you later on. I mean, not just AEW, that's been that's been proven all over the place. Like if you're a star and you've been protected well and your gimmick is over and, and you do a good job at maintaining it, you can go anywhere else and be just as big of a star, if not bigger, because you don't have other people who are getting that push in front of you, like aggressive push so that you can stand out even more. So I don't know, man, what they did here to me, I'm calling it, man. This this is, I mean, I know it's happened before, but at this level, to me, was just absurd. I, I couldn't believe I was watching what I saw. I can't believe they did that to Bianca for Becky. I just, don't, I, I won't be able to wrap. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck how big Becky is. You don't do that to another star because you're just, you're, she's, Hopefully she just she leaves. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. After that shit, out of the I don't I can't say it's disrespect for Sasha because I don't know what happened with Sasha. Yeah, but we're hearing rumors now that Sasha may not even be staying with WWE at this point. If if Sasha just dipped, I think that's kind of fucked up. But she's got to do what she feels. Well, she's like, done so it before because she dipped on Bailey and she let D- Bailey hold the fucking bag for all the bullshit they were doing, and so it's not above her to do it if does does i brought up the kofi comparison earlier right kofi lost that championship to brock lesnar and he never got another shot again there was no rematch there was no fall through nothing he actually didn't get another championship match until way later recently when he fought lashley if becky beat okay so if becky beat bianca like this right? right but that will now lead because tonight we're recording this Friday afternoon. Tonight on SmackDown, if it leads to Becky versus Bianca moving forward, does that change things? No. Do you think? No. Can 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 these two women get together and put a program no. together that will make no, you forget now, that she got no, fucked at SummerSlam? Now I have I in my mind there's no way Bianca can be. You got the Becky. PTSD going? <laughs> no, there's no way you, what you have told me through your actions is that Becky is so god tier that this person that 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 is that has had great matches and is fighting to hold her belt. She uh it's like a new it's like a new series a new saga starting in, in, in Dragon Ball Z is what it feels like, right? Like the new villain comes in and ev- everyone had all these crazy power-ups. Everyone's strong and everyone looks, everything looks great. The story's great. And then this new villain comes in and like plucks the forehead of the strongest person and they go flying in and just drain of all their power. Like that's what it felt like happened. Becky just came in and just goes, listen, I'm so far beyond all of you guys that not only did I push someone out of the ring, which I mean, the, the person that they pushed out, I mean, I get it, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's like, they I'm pushed it. someone out of the ring, said, no, you're not going to fight them. You're going to fight me. Bianca does what her character should have and accepted it and did her little, her athletic hop. Like she's ready to fucking go all out to get hit with one move 
pin, rolled out of the ring, and get out of my way. I'm celebrating now. I, I, I as a consumer, don't understand how you come back from that. Hopefully. Uh, well, not hopefully, because that's not what I'm hopeful for. But in the eyes of the WWE, hopefully that means that people dislike her now. Because that, that was their goal. No, I don't, do I don't know if I don't, it worked. Because well, I, 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 I promise don't. you when she comes out tonight on SmackDown, she's getting a crazy pop. I don't dislike Becky. I dislike the WWE for it. I know, and that's the audience that WWE has to worry about now. Because their storylines or their ideas don't play out the way that it used to. Because now what happens is whenever back in the day you used to do something like this back in the day, they go, that no good son of a bitch, what a bad guy. They don't do that now because people know that they're being told to do these things. Right. So whenever something like that happens, they don't go, oh, man, Becky Lynch, what a bitch. They go, oh, whoever wrote this shit deserves to have his balls removed and force fed to his middle child. Right. So it's a different thing now. It's hard. That's why I keep telling people. People tell me all the time, it's so much fun to be a heel. No, it's not. It's hard as fuck to be a heel. Nowadays? Oh, yeah. my God. It's hard. Because if you, do, if you do dastardly shit, you get cheered for it. If you do shit that you know they won't cheer for, all of a sudden, well, that's just bad booking. It's like, where? It how, is. How in the fuck I'm do I? be honest with you, with okay, the fact that that's the, the mentality. <laughs> and listen. How the fuck do I get heat? The, listen, we're not the WWE. As much as you know, and I take nothing away from you, and as less that I know, we're still not dumb. Yeah, we're not sitting right. in their boardrooms. Yeah, we're not sitting with. And their thank God for that, because I think I'd beat my head into a fucking wall. If oh, I was you wouldn't make room. it. You wouldn't no, make it. I'd be fired because the WWE feels like a place of yes men. You have the guy, you have his guys, and his guys dispersing information. Oh, it's Click City. Their boardrooms, I promise you, isn't meetings. It's information distribution. Is what it is. Hey guys, this is what we're doing. I need you to come up with the best way to make this look like this. And honestly, I don't even think that's the case anymore after this conversation, right? Fuck it. I need this done. Oh, well, what about this idea? Too much. Too, you know, fuck it. Just hit her with a bootleg rock bottom, have her pin him, and then roll out the fucking ring, and then just let her celebrate. It's her day. She's coming back. Yeah, and since when did Becky have a rock bottom called the manhandler? What the fuck is that? Yeah, that. Listen, when the fuck did I, I that, thought that was her move. See, you're pissing me off even more because I thought, hey, maybe I missed something because I don't know. No, you maybe didn't miss anything. Was she was fire. She's been she utilizing a fucking armbar submission as a finish for forever. <laughs> I don't know when the fuck she started rock bottoming bitches, and then yeah. he called that shit like it was smooth as fuck. You see how you haven't been watching and he got you with yeah, it? Yeah, he caught me. Yeah, he I caught you deceived. with it because I was like, what the he's like? <laughs> Oh man! Well, if you've been lied to, call Stephen P. New now. He oh he God. he's called that shit so smooth. And me and Steph, like, we were doing something. We both looked at each other like manhandler. We we're like, what the fuck is that? So not only okay, you're just making this fucking worse. So not only did all that bullshit happen, but you hit her with an unproven move. Yeah, that's gonna be the move with. Which, yeah. mind you, everyone in that building, yeah, us on TV watching, manhandler. Everyone in that building, she just did a rock bottom. Yeah, she just did a rock they bottom. they can't yeah. hear the exactly. So exactly. So to them, they're like, oh, did she just come in here and rock bottom our champion? Our champion that we fucking love? Yo, yeah. They're, they're she was a monster baby face. They love Bianca. Yep. And what you're gonna and I understand the heat thing, man, but that's not how you do it, man. Yeah. 
fuck. I know I sound like those guys you hate online, but this is not how you do. Well, it. you know it's so funny. You actually start you you do sound like the guys online, but you know what? This is the first time that I have ever universally seen both workers and fans on the same page. Like I've seen workers. I've seen wrestlers who do this at a high level go, that's kind of fucked up. So I was like, God damn. Like I knew I knew the world was coming to an end when everybody was in the same boat. They're like, oh god damn. End of the day, final verdict. We can move on. This does nothing for Becky, but it may not have to because she's so fucking over. It doesn't matter. I love her, by the way. She is still my she is still my boo crush when it comes to WWE. I love that woman. There are so beautiful. So beautiful. But this does nothing for Becky. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but she doesn't go forwards or backwards from this. Mm. Uh, the WWE has way more hits towards them, even though I know they don't give a fuck. This could very well be one of the big reasons why their numbers do start to drop. Mark my words. And this actually, I know we didn't talk about it much, does phenomenal for Bianca. Bianca just got catapulted because of this bullshit. The people, if they didn't love her, the before, sympathy is through the roof. They fucking Blair. love her yeah. now. So Which, there you go. Might have been part of the plan. We don't know. Yeah. Oh don't no! Know. Fuck! Don't give them that. No! Don't no! Give no! Them no! That. No! I don't. I'm not saying that getting sympathy on Bianca specifically was the plan. I think the plan was to get as much heat on Becky as they could. That was the plan. But by default, if you heat one up. The other one's gonna get sympathy, right? So that's but what it, I'm that, saying. That's what I mean by. by but the it plan. wasn't I'm in sure the. And these, you're right. I don't and think any right. of these fuckers gave a fuck what happened to Bianca. And that's this. my point. You're right, but it it was one of those like happy accidents. But because there's like, oh, Becky will get. Their thought is Becky's gonna get the heat. They didn't give a fuck about what Bianca. Like they cared about Bianca, they wouldn't have done her like this, dude. <laughs> they wouldn't have done so her crazy. like this. So crazy, man. Oh man. Fuck. Speaking of doing someone shitty, man. Why is my man Mahal in the ring with McIntyre, son? What's happening? Oh, why, Drew, why, why are you disrespecting McIntyre? For? Drew, Drew McIntyre is a fine chap. It's a fine fellow. But this is bringing my man gender behind. He is a top level, A plus heel. But unfortunately, unfortunately, both major championships are being held by heels. So there's no, there's only but so much room at the top, and I get it. But I don't like the idea that they're using my man Jenner to try to get some steam back on Drew. Fuck all that nonsense. Jenner <laughs> needs to be at the top of the food chain. If you've got a babyface U.S. champion, no, not U.S. Is it the U.S. one that's on Raw? Yes, it is the one on Raw. Okay, Jenner needs to be fighting Damian Priest. I know Damian Priest right now is looking at Bobby Lashley. Fuck all that nonsense. You want to get to Bobby? Drop the belt to gender. Drop the belt. Yeah, gender, gender needs to be the United States champion, and then we can have then we can do some real serious business. Because oh this is God. bullshit. It's funny because I remember when I wasn't really watching too much, you would talk about this guy a lot. Oh, Jinder Mahal's the best. Man, this guy. I had to stop playing this, his music. I was getting flagged because I kept dude, surprising people with it. Dude, that he's He's got something special. Um, yeah. When he calls a stature, bro. He, he, he's got it. You're talking and to when the day one Mahalomaniac. Like, I'm the number one Mahalomaniac on the planet. Dude, he's he's got it. I don't know what he's missing. He's a goddamn heel. He's, what he's missing is. Is that the problem? His, 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 he doesn't have the ability to be a babyface, which is fine. What in all? Because people think I'm I'm really overselling him a lot. No, I really legitimately do like this guy. No, his he's one, got something. His you one flaw it. is his 
<clears throat> his ability to work certain styles. So what happens is, is that he's kind of a wonky wrestler. And that's why people don't really like him. Because he's not going to get in there and wow anybody with his technical ability. He's a bit of a brute, a bit of a brawler. He's a big dude with yeah, a big we body. Yeah, discussed that. That's not the main thing that gets you over. Though. No. I, I think he's got the thing that gets you over. Yes. That's why he was the WWE champion. Because they saw but it. Was he at one as a heel? You want to hear something weird that you're saying all this? And then I'm like just thinking as we're talking, like, I think he would fit as a as a face, though. No, 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 no. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he could. Watched, but he could. We need more you know, good faces. If you're in India, he's the number one baby face on the planet. You know, he puts the uh, 1.6 billion on his shoulders every time he steps through the curtain. No, 1.6 million. A billion. With a B. Billion. Oh, my bad. Dis- I disrespected his number. Oh, my man. Bad. Don't cut my, my man bad. short oh, here. Oh, dude, if, I come up missing, if I come up missing. <laughs> no, 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 no. My modern day Maharaja is a forgiving man. Oh, okay. You don't, Ooh, have to thank worry. God. you don't have to worry about that. He is not as merciless as he, he appears is on TV. He is a forgiving man. He is a forgiving man. He knows that I am not perfect. Yeah, exactly. He knows you're human. You, you, uh, to, to, hu- to, human, to be human is to, to, to be uh, sinful. He knows that. He knows that. <laughs> he understands that. Malde Maharaja does not look upon you illy. He does look at Drew McIntyre crazy because he keeps swinging Angela around. Can we talk about Angela for a goddamn second? Was it always called Angela? Uh, no, no, no. He's uh, recently. It wasn't always. Okay. It was just a sword for a while. Okay. And then all of a sudden, prop? he started using his cancer-ridden dead mother as a fucking weapon. Can we talk about this for a goddamn second? Who wrote Jeez. this bullshit? Who wrote? We just talked about the writers and Bianca. Who, who did this? Stand up. Uh. Raise your hand. Who was responsible for this? Now, I, Drew's mother really is Angela, and she really did pass away from cancer. This is a real thing. And he... And he tells the story really emotionally. But to connect it to a fucking sword that he's using as a fucking weapon to threaten to murder people with. It's an heirloom, man. It's, it's like, like an anime. An heirloom? Yeah, it's an heirloom. He's that threatening he to cut up innocent people. Jinder Mahal. Yeah, absolutely. Veer and Shank. Okay, see, see how you spun that shit? <laughs> Jinder Mahal, Veer, and Shanky. Bystanders. They're, they're competitors. They're athletes. This is a competitive atmosphere. Right, right. right we don't right. need no, some fifteen-inch broadsword being swung the fuck around like one of your Final Fantasy games. Excuse me, sir. It's a claymore. You could no. The claymore is his finish. No, well, that what he has is that's the name of the sword. I don't know. It looks like a claymore. That would <laughs> that would be very very fitting since his finishing move is called the claymore. Well, yeah, that's so what maybe I thought they the tied that thing. together. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Anyway, See? get that yeah, fucking it all together. Uh, I think it says here Drew McIntyre won in four minutes. Who gives a shit? This is this is no good for either one of them. So then we move on to the uh, Raw Women's Championship match, Triple Threat Rules, where once again God stands supreme over the Raw Women's Division. I'm not even gonna go into the ins and outs of this match. But Nikki A.S.H., which my wife now hates Nikki to death. Why? Because she hates all hell. Hates the gimmick. Hates the almost a superhero. Just hates all of it. It's her accent, man. Her (laughs) accent is so... That gimmick is really good. I have no problem with the gimmick. The problem is, is it does require a lot of talking. And her accent is thick as fuck. 
I wouldn't even want to say it's nasty because it's not a nasty accent, but when you have to say so many words, oh, it does kill it a little bit. But I do, I do like her. I do like her. I like the gimmick. I'm like more happy for her than anything else because that's really hard to do. Even when she loses, I'm like, oh, what effort by Nikki. Look who she's in the ring with. She doesn't even look like she belongs. Let's talk about God for a second, shall we? Charlotte Flair. Once a goddamn time is our Raw Women's Champion. Every time she wins, I just giggle and laugh. And I immediately run to my social media. Because I'm like, I can't wait. (laughs) Is this to get her to not leave? I don't know. if if they really think that that's gonna if that's what's gonna keep her, then I don't I don't know what to tell you because everything that we just spoke about we just ran through the gauntlet of of when it comes to talent and management. Are and we gonna we, get a modern day screw job where she goes to? Leave I don't the know. A and I don't she think won't drop I, the belt and then they screw job. No, her I don't think like, oh, that'll be the case. I no? think Charlotte okay. would drop the belt, but here here's <laughs> I think Charlotte would drop the belt. She wouldn't have a problem, I, and I think she wouldn't have a problem to avoid something like that happening because she knows. And and that's what I think the problem here is. We were just talking about how management and how the writing team sees the talent and how they're all interchangeable parts, right? And right. I was speaking almost on the behalf of management a second ago. This situation is the complete opposite because as a talent, if I'm not being protected, if I'm not going to be used uh, in a way that, quite frankly, I should be, like a Bianca Belair, Right. As you just said a second ago, Bianca Belair has so much sympathy right now. If Bianca Belair decided tomorrow, fuck all this. I don't even really need Going to be to here. AEW, and just that for, place would even for, even for AEW, but just away from WWE. Like, there's so many people running and screaming from WWE. Talent that leave, and they're just like, oh, thank God. You know what I mean? Like, I just need to get the fuck out of here. Before Luke Harper, Brody Lee passed away, that was his story. He wanted to leave. And they literally would not let him. They weren't even going to use him. He said, I'm going to go home. And they're like, all right, well, you go home. You can't go anywhere. You're contracted to us. He had to sit at home until the shit went up. They're just petty like that. They're just like, oh, you can't go anywhere. You're contracted to us. So I can't leave if I want to. You're not going to use me in any proper way. So people are fucking miserable. Charlotte's right. father is gone. Charlotte's soon-to-be husband is fucking gone. Her best friends Who's are her the husband? Hor- Andrade, or they're engaged. I said soon-to-be husband. They're going to be getting married pretty soon. But her best friends up until SummerSlam, Becky was not around. I don't know how close she is to Bailey at this point. And Sasha is not really going to be around anymore. What the fuck is she staying for? What, what, can, what is there left to do? She's won Royal Rumbles. She's main event at WrestleMania. She was in the first WrestleMania main event involving women. She's won more than 10 championships on either brand. They won't even acknowledge her NXT shit anymore because the NXT thing is changing. So now she's got a few less titles. She's got nothing left. Now, as far as them giving her a belt, oh, maybe if we give her a belt, she won't leave. I don't, if that's the thought process, then they don't really fucking know Charlotte Flair. She, I think in her head, she's gone because she's been talking – she did the Renee Young podcast, which is not connected to WWE. It's her own podcast. She's not with WWE anymore. And they asked her on the podcast about Andrade. They allowed her to do that? 
Listen. What are they gonna I'm, do? They gonna tell a, him no? It's a, a valid question. No, I, I know I, that I, may sound dumb, but that's a valid no. Question. It's a valid question, and shit? I'm pretty sure there's a big piece of them that probably didn't want them to do it. Right. But she did it, and not only did she do it, she talked about Andrade's match at Triple Mania for Triple A down in Mexico, about her father possibly going to AEW. She talked about all this stuff, and you just get the sense that not even just Charlotte, but to a degree, everyone here. It's like, what are they going to do? You're going to fire me? I'm just going to go somewhere else. Right. There's a lot of and places that's... now to work, and that's the problem because now WWE is going to have an issue. Bro, I told you, man. It's, I, I swear I got to be careful what I say in real life because I be speaking shit into existence. I told you <laughs> that before with this thing with that girl with her social media thing, it, nobody fucking cared. The moment these fucking big guys start Saying fuck this shit. Yeah. Now we're now we got a problem. Yep. Now we got a problem. You can treat them like like cogs all you want. That's fine. Yeah. That there's, I don't think there's a problem in doing that in business, right? It's not for us to tell the business what they should do, right? Because yeah. they built it, not us. Right. But we can acknowledge that if you keep treating people that way. Something's gonna happen. Eventually, someone of importance is gonna say, "Fuck this shit." So, hey, it's only a matter of time, dude. We're watching some. We're watching history right now. So, well, speaking of history, we had a historic moment at SummerSlam as we reached deep into the past. We hit a nostalgia moment as Edge, for the moment, momentarily. Brought back a lot of the brood energy into the building. That that entrance will forever be fucking fired to me. I'm sorry. The 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 flames and the whole deal. But it bothered me. I was a little miffed when I saw it. I didn't truly enjoy it until the multiple viewings of it after the fact. In the moment, I was tight. Because if you're an Attitude Era fan, you know where I'm coming from with this. You'll understand. When Gangrel made his entrance with that song, he came through the fire. When Gangrel and Christian made their entrance, they came through the fire. When the three of them were finally together, they made their entrance through the fire. Edge never came through the fire by himself. He came through the crowd with his music. So that's the first time. They were going for nostalgia points, but that was the first time Edge had ever done that shit by himself. Mm -hmm. So I was like, hmm, not exactly nostalgia, but I get it. The music, the ambiance. And then he got through the audience part and hit us with the real music that we wanted to hear. That was dope. Uh, many people told me this was the best match of the entire night. What did you think of this match? 21 minutes, 15 seconds. God damn, they got some time. Uh, it was a good match. Like, I don't know. I'm, it, it, no, it, it was really good. The best match. I still say that. Uh. I still say the RK Bro match was my favorite. Dude, match. I'm telling you, I'm just. <laughs> it's not fair. It's, it's, I don't want to say that because Riddle's it's in it. Biased, but it's true. because I really do love that match a lot. Yeah. Um, I was in, I had impressed moments with other matches. I'm not a big Seth Rollins guy. Yeah. I don't hate him. I don't think he's bad. I, I'm actually starting to not mind him as much. If that's a compliment, I don't think it is. But um, <laughs> no, it it was good. Yeah, the the edge entrance though. Was it feeling? It was weird. It just kind of felt like I know they were alluding to it with some of the blood stuff or this yeah, weird yeah, yeah, yeah. that they dropped. Or I know they were alluding to something like that. But I don't know when when I first heard it, I had that initial like, "Oh, cool." 
And then it was happening, and I'm like, okay, this is neat. And then he stopped, and he put his head down, and the music switched. And I'm and I said, you should have just finished the whole entrance that way, because the moment you played his music, you should have just did that from the beginning. Cause nothing fucking hits hard, man. Like that fucking edge entrance. Oh my that God. shit is so good. Yeah. So good. It was almost like a dis- disservice to that intro. Like it was nostalgia, whatever. I'm sure it's cool, but hmm. I was like, give me what I really want. What Best really moment want. of WrestleMania live for me was that fucking entrance. Oh my that God. That entrance. When's the last time you so felt that? We got to go. I. I While we still have him, <laughs> dude, I want to. There's a couple themes I really want to. I want to see that. Uh, I, I want to see his. I want to feel that Becky Lynch one now. Oh yeah, oh, I, oh, that yeah. shit was nuts. I felt that shit at WrestleMania when she was at her. Peak. Oh my god, I felt it sitting in my chair. I don't. I would probably have been short of breath in that building because that shit was nuts. I want to feel that uh, mm-hmm. Bianca Belair. Well, entry. Survivor Series 2021 takes place here in Brooklyn, the Barclays Center. Man, we need to figure something out because I want to feel a lot of these entrances. Come, but let's go. Let's figure it out. I'll buy the tickets. <laughs> you could just reimburse me. I'll buy them straight up. Listen, we're, okay, then we really do need to talk. I want to go to a fucking event. But anyway, uh, Edge and Seth Rollins, it was good. I wouldn't say it was the best uh, best match of the night, but yeah. it was a solid match. It was, it was a good, it was match, a good yeah. solid match. It, it kept me interested. There you go. Now, the only two matches that we have left are the two main world championship matches. I'm going to put those together. Because I'm gonna put them together for a reason. I didn't give a okay. shit about. It. I didn't I'll give a shit out. about either one of them. I didn't fucking care. I didn't care one bit. I know they're get, They. Th- th- what bothered me first of all about the let's talk like for instance as an example, the matchup with Goldberg and Lashley. Seven minutes tops. We knew it would be short. The match did nothing. It forwarded nothing. They. Had, it was a ref stoppage, which was a bull. What did What did they say on the other show? Lazy booking. It was a way attacking no. the sun yes, done yes nothing. No. Wait, yes, go ahead. Uh, Guess what? What did it do? Uh-huh. It's. I'm not gonna argue the fact that it wasn't lame. It was lame. Okay. Uh, however, in order to protect Goldberg and to make Bobby look good, because me going into this like it's Goldberg. How do you keep the belt on Bobby? Even at this time, even in this this day and age. How do you protect Goldberg? And um, when I say protect, I mean his gimmick. I'm assuming people know that when I say that. How do you protect Goldberg while also making Bobby look good? And as corny and stupid as it may look, because I don't agree that it was a great ending, this is one of the ways to do it. To where he just onslaughts him to the point where the ref just has to stop it because he can't continue. I know it's bad, but... Bobby's gimmick is to beat the fuck out of you. He's not doing that on Goldberg. Not in a way that that results in, like, it was almost like he has to knock him out, which he should have knocked him out. That would have looked better. That would have looked better. Maybe, or maybe not. I don't fucking know. All I know is that this is a shitty ending, but I, to me, it kind of makes sense. I don't know. It, I don't want to say Goldberg. Yeah, I don't want to see Goldberg. Dude, this takes me back to the, I don't want to see Goldberg. I don't want to see Ric Flair. I, I don't want to see these people. So to me, this is a waste of a push. I don't think this moves Bobby anywhere. No. No. 
It doesn't. He stays, so to he me, stays like, in this, place. Or if anything, now, this put him in a position where he could have lost stock, not gained. Yes. Rate. And now here's the one caveat that I always give these people in these type of matches. If this was for Bobby, I fuck with it. If Bobby's like, I've always been a big Goldberg guy, would love to do some work. They're doing some work together. I'm cool with that if that's the case. But if this is straight writing, like, hey, Goldberg wants to come back, let's give him Bobby. It's weird. Like, this doesn't make sense. I don't know. I don't know, and I didn't care. And I'll they right. and they did their promo to wrap it up, and they immediately pushed him in a direction with Damian Priest, so it was all for fucking nothing. Same thing here with Roman Reigns with his match with John Cena. As soon as the fucking match was over, John Cena was on social media thanking the fans, thanking the thanks for welcoming back. Uh, I'll see you guys as soon as I can. It's done. It's over. So what the fuck? Right? It's Roman almost Reigns as if is, like the writers serious. understand the idea of a rub and or a push. They just don't know how to execute no, it anymore. Not even a, not even remote. Because push. that to me seems like, yo, we got Goldberg, we're gonna give Bobby the push. Because Bobby's our guy right now. Yeah. We're gonna give Bobby the push, we're gonna give him Goldberg. In theory, I guess that would make sense, but they're just not executing any of this. They're doing negative damage to the point where you could look at the Bobby and Goldberg match like this should have worked, but they did it so poorly. They luckily created a stalemate yeah. instead of losing stock. And uh, what should we call it? Uh, Roman Reigns. I said on the pre-show, not pre-show, I said on last week's show with Steph, Roman Reigns doesn't need this win. John oh, Cena doesn't need thing. this win. You didn't make her talk about this. Yeah, I did. Oh, you're I an did. asshole. I did, but she agreed. I'm surprised you're still married. She actually agreed. I'm being honest. <laughs> she actually agreed I had a point, though. Because as much as she hates John, she knows the business. And when I made the point, I said, neither one of them needs this match. If either one of them wins it, what does it really do? Nothing. Does nothing. They're just treading water at SummerSlam. It doesn't make any sense. And they went 23 minutes on the button. With a Roman Reigns win, and mm-hmm. nothing. It meant nothing. As a matter right. of fact, they were off to the next thing because in comes ponytailed Lesnar to return. Fire, by the way. And face off against. Yeah, he looks completely different. And all it was he was looks, a ponytail and a beard. He looked. <laughs> and I said, I want to sidebar this because when he came out, mind you, I was falling asleep. Not because the map, the match was bad. It wasn't that. It's getting late. I was fighting to stay away because it was just late, dude. I watched it right after work. I don't get home till twelve. So okay. this was like three in the morning. I was like at the end of this. So I'm, I'm like fighting, but I want to watch it. And I dozed off towards the end. Like, I actually, I hope Stephanie's not around. I enjoyed this match. There you go. I thought it was good. I was, I, I didn't have a problem with it. Like, I haven't seen Cena for a very long time. So it was nice to see that. I know people fucking can't stand him, but I liked it. I enjoyed it. So I started to doze off towards the end. And then fucking Brock's music hit. And dude, I was wide awake. And yeah. when he came out, I'm like, dude. He looks good. Yeah, he's like he looks healthy. Yeah, he looks he, nice. looks. he looks in shape. <laughs> he looked a little. Is it weird he dropped to say weight. that? He, and yes, he I was gonna say weight. he looked a little smaller. He was but thinner, he looked, but he looked healthy, yeah, big. He was, like he looked lean. Yeah, he looked lean. He still had muscle, but you could just tell that he's not as and thick, I was fucking dense. digging the fucking top knot, dude. Yeah, that, that was, was cool. Dude. It was different. It was definitely that different. was cool, man. That was and that was I cool. love the idea that Paul played it up like he didn't know what yes. was happening. And as they were walking by, you could see as Roman's walking to the back, you, I think you can hear him goes, are you serious? And Paul looked at him and goes, I don't know what he's doing. And that's, if they're leading me down a path of Brock Lesnar with no Paul Heyman, just loose like a wild animal, just talking his own shit, 
Take my money. I'm ready. Because yeah. his promos are not right. great, but they're fucking animalistic. Get to the point. Okay, Ooh. I love it. Oh, then you get the then you get the Roman. on the other side with the Roman Reigns. How good he's been doing plus the uh, the new the, the new Brock and the new Roman one on one. Fresh and uh, done. I'll take. I'm it. ready for it, man. If that's the main I'm event ready. of Survivor Series, I'm in. Dude, <laughs> I gotta find that on sale date. I'm gonna get us tickets. Dude, some good ones too, yeah, man. I'm go- oh, you know me. Oh, I, I she's never it. been to a WWE event. Oh, here they go. No better time to go than with us oh, at Survivor Series. Oh, my God. Let me, so let me look into it. Let me look into it, see what I can find. Because you know me. I always I always try to get the best seats possible. We that's always true. look for sweet seats. So we'll see. We'll see how that works. But, yeah, so that's SummerSlam. That's the whole deal there. We still have NXT TakeOver 36 to talk about. But there's not really much talk about that show. I was actually very disappointed in that show. Not as a whole. It was a good show. But my hype level for it was ridiculous. You gotta watch Ilya and Walter. All That's right. the match. And we need that. We need. We need this on the record. Okay. If there is something you want to talk about in NXT, you need to tell me which one it is. Okay. Because I'm not watching. I'm going Just, on record. If, right. uh, I am if, not watching this shit. If for no other, if you don't even want to sit through the whole takeover, I'm I not. Wouldn't. Just no, watch no, I'll Ilya watch the and match Walter. that you tell me. Yeah. I, if you tell me to watch a match, I will watch it. Yeah. But I am being on the record for the whole world to hear. I am not watching this shit on my own accord. No. There's just too much good wrestling one. to fucking watch this shit. Watch the one match, Walter right. and uh, Ilya, and we'll talk about that next week. I also want to remind everybody, because we did a show on it. We were hyped for it, and it happens tomorrow. The NWA Empower pay-per-view, the all-women's pay-per-view, takes place tomorrow, and I'll be watching it on Fight, and I will uh, pass it on to you when you get the chance to watch it, so we can talk about this next week, too. Oh, I'm watching it There's a lot of... you talking about? Okay. Either way. (laughs) I'm watching. Me and my buddy will will be in our chairs watching it. There you go. So it's the NWA show uh, live empower there's another show i don't care i want to watch this one (laughs) the 73rd anniversary show i believe is the next day yes the 29th that's going to be historic i don't know if i want to watch the whole show although it is a nice lineup but the reason why i'm paying attention to this one too historic never thought we'd see the day rick flair returns to an nwa ring this sunday and i gotta tell you i'm there for it and it's in St. Louis. This is historic. I can't wait. So that's our show right now. 202 is in the books. We I have to talk about this. I know that we are discussing doing an all-out roundtable next week. But I do still want to kind of bring up some of this stuff. I want to do the Ilya Walter thing with you. So maybe it won't be completely that. But I, I just don't want to skip anything. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to catch up to what's going on. I'll make it all work. It'll all work in the end. So we'll make it make sense. We'll make it make sense. Perfect. See, maybe we'll fill something beforehand to air at a later date. Who knows? But Who thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for downloading. Thank you guys for sharing. And, of course, thank you guys for enjoying episode 202. It was a good one. An absolute good one. This is my daddy's 200th episode. If you love the soul, buy T-shirts. Mugs. Beats to house? Phone cases. Go to H-A-O-U-N.com. This is my daddy's 200th episode. The soul keeps him busy. 
and he's not playing with me, so stop listening. But, but he's actually wearing me, so I won't fight. <laughs>